0: Hello, it is Coach Us Up Chuck Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. The mayor stops by, Darius Butler stops by, AJ Hawk stops by, and Coach Chuck Pagano gives us incredible insight into the life that is a football coach. All the boys are on fire per usual, and we can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. If by the end of this thing you enjoy it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. <laughs> Obviously, this morning, the NFL has made a lot of headlines with the surprising release of two players. Jalen Smith of the Dallas Cowboys was announced to be released last night. That became official, I believe, this morning. He's a linebacker. Where's the number nine? Not that much conversation happening about what teams are going to sign Jalen, mostly because a lot of videos have surfaced on the Internet in the last few hours of Jalen potentially not making the greatest plays for the Dallas Cowboys. So although he is still getting paid by the Cowboys for the next two years and they have uh, cut him because they said that they have – depth at the linebacker position he's no longer needed whatever blah 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 big name goes on to the market thought that was going to be the conversation piece until a situation in new england that has been kind of brewing for like a couple years now at this point between stefan gilmore and the new england patriots a new contract has been wanted by stefan gilmore for the past couple years so much so that every single trade deadline day for the last few years it was is stefan going to get traded then in the offseason. is an extension going to take place they're in the Negotiating, maybe a draft day trade was potentially going to be talked about with the Falcons uh, to go up into the first round to get a quarterback, maybe or whatever the hell they're going to get, maybe a tight end. I forget exactly what it was going to be, but this has been something that's been talked about for a long time. He will be able to play for the New England Patriots, coming off the physically unable to perform list week six. Here we are entering week five of the 2021 NFL season. No extension, no play time, and Stephon Gilmore is no longer. A New England patriot. Ah. So uh, there was a couple reports saying that Michael Girardi actually tweeted that this will become official at four o'clock or whatever, so trades could still happen. I don't think that's the case. I, I don't I think. If this was potential trade deadline day and they didn't want to cut, them releasing him right now going into week five this morning it being announced, and I know in the offseason this happened with the Las Vegas Raiders with an offensive lineman. I think this is just procedural if I'm not mistaken. If he has said he's been released and they've already had that conversation, as soon as those papers get sent to the NFL, the league office and the NFLPA and everything that happens, I believe that becomes official then. I don't think they have to wait till the end of day. So I'm not 100% sure if anybody's going to be be able to trade for Stefan Gilmore today. I think he is on the market and we will talk about everything in every team that is potentially a good option for this Now, he's 31 years old, so who knows what that means, but this is lockdown corner. This guy is a NFL defensive MVP candidate. Every year he plays full seasons. If can he play a full season, that's going to be something people are going to have to find out. But this is going to be hot in the streets for Stephon Gilmore. We'll talk about that with uh, Darius Butler in about 10 minutes from now. We'll break that down because what we have to talk about before we dive into all the teams that can potentially afford Stephon Gilmore, who's allegedly looking for a $30 million deal, Uh, Over two years, $15 million a year. But we all know that salary caps mean nothing in the NFL because you can kick the can down the road, even add voidable years that can then eat up some of your signing bonus money that you can kick down the road. And at some point, I guess, you're going to have to make up for it somewhere. But I think the salary caps are going Yodly, yodly, yodly,
1: yodly, yodly.
0: all the way up with these new digital rights deals and sports gambling and everything that's going up people are saying the salary cap's going to be in excess of 200 some million next year only going to go up as other digital platforms decide to get into the game to get maybe a uh their own exclusive like amazon amazon tested the waters For a couple years with the NFL, deciding whether or not, I think the NFL was deciding whether or not they'd be good partners. And Amazon was trying to figure out what the benefit of covering a game was. It was a simulcast. There was already another Thursday Night Football game going on. And it appears that most people that get into business with the NFL don't leave. So let's assume that Apple maybe gets in the game, Netflix maybe gets in the game for one of these games that maybe aren't that much money for the NFL currently. They can be able to resell those rights potentially to some new platform that wants to get in there. The amount of money that's going to get dumped in to the NFL over the years to come is going to be absurd, I think. I actually do believe that. And if uh, I played a position other than punter, I think I would be trying to get that avocado ice cream in me to get back in there because I think a lot of money is about to be made by everybody. But with that being said, you can kick this contract down the road and if that cap continues to climb, the dead money isn't important, obviously, because it's a competitive advantage against others. If you have more money to spend, your team's going to be better. But also, you can build your team right fucking now and worry about that shit down the road. They're doing it in Tampa. They're doing it in Kansas City. I think they're going to continue to try to do it in L.A. with the Rams. There's a lot of teams that are at the top right now, by the way. Patriots just spent 150 million dollars in one day on free agency. The yep. teams that are at the top, not saying the Patriots are okay. Just, I mean, they, Josh Allen just got paid like a few hundred million dollars or whatever, and they're going to continue to add in there. But the teams that are at the top are accruing talent and figuring out ways to pay them. So if somebody really wants Stephon Gilmore, they'll be able to make that happen. And yeah. we'll dive into those teams with Darius Butler because is it a zone team? Mm. Is it a man-to-man team? Where's his best fit? Who does have the uh, salary cap ability to make a play and make the this thing happen. Do you have the weapon like Mike Greenberg down in Tampa Bay who is out three corners? Would he just... That seems like something that maybe is going to happen and there's other teams. Darius Butler will know more about that but we have to talk about something I don't know much about but I do know I tried my best last night. Oh yeah. yeah. I absolutely tried my best last night to watch him... Uh, Some baseball. The AFC Baseball Mega Bowl was on last (laughs) night. (laughs) Boom. One game to decide of the two most popular franchises in baseball, which one's going to be able to go on and continue into the playoff run. Who's going to be in the hunt for that piece of metal? You know, who's going to really get out there and get? And last night it was Yankees Red Sox. Hell yeah. On a Tuesday night mm-hmm. in the middle of October. Wow. Nope. I mean, on ESPN on the call, so it's not as similar as Joe Buck making a call. But, no. I mean, couldn't ask for a better game, right? I mean, that is something you couldn't kind of. ask for a better one. Is, and what a night for all of baseball. Mean, that, that right game
2: top? fucking stunk. What? No, it didn't. The sport? It, it, I thought it was a great game. Yeah. Well, no, I mean. Gee, not we got the that, sport. Not the sport. Baseball. Hey, the sport. playoff baseball is the best. It's the absolute eh, it's best. That's not better than playoff hockey, playoff football. or well, okay, any of the other Throw sports. Okay, hey, playoff basketball. Playoff basketball stinks. Basketball in general stinks. Um, but anyway, wow. Okay, know, I mean that's another conversation. The fucking it's a blast. you know, you pay yeah. a guy three hundred and twenty-four million dollars and he gets you six fucking outs. You know, that's that's basically what it came down to. I was texting with Gumpy after Stanton hits one off the green monster and the dipshit running the camera at ESPN puts it. You know, like he hits it. Like he, I thought he hit it eight hundred and fifty feet. <laughs> Hit it off the fucking end of the bat. Ends up being a, sk- a single. I texted Gumpy right away. I said, this game's over. If he would hit a homer, now we're talking, but it's just bad juju. I mean, it's nice, though, because they can fire Aaron Boone, get that dipshit out of town. <laughs> Same with Brian Cashman. Yeah. Yankees haven't won a World Series, haven't won a pennant since 2009. I mean, got more resources than anyone else. Can't happen. So, okay, so you... Get those clients out of town, but so hey, congrats he, to the Red Sox. Yeah, you, yeah. Didn't like the, Thank you. you didn't like the game because it sounds like your team stunk. Is that why? Well, that was a big part of it. And again, the fucking, the <laughs> camera people at ESPN, both of Stanton's hits that he hit off, like, the top of the green monster, they made you think he hit them... 8,000 feet, both of them, (laughs) and he hit them both off the end of the bat, crisp night in Boston. Mm-hmm. It sucked. All right. It <laughs> sucked. So
0: the Yankees stink. Garrett Cole can't play baseball anymore yeah. when he sure. has Got paid $325 million. You're only as good as your last outing. Let's assume Garrett's going to get this off season with no spider tackle off season. Work on that grip because he can't cheat no more. Remember, they dropped that on him in the middle of this season. Oh, yeah. So let's not turn on him just yet, although it sounds like Yankees fans have. Uh, and then the other team in the Mega Bowl. How did you enjoy the game last night oh. at Boston Connor? Big uh, Red Sox fan, I noticed here today.
3: I mean, it was unbelievable you know first game i've watched all year so baseball season's officially underway which i love i'm all about the baseball when <laughs> it's on and it just started yesterday for me uh home run in the you know bottom of the first wow. well that carried me all the way to you know the bottom of the third inning when gary cole did get pulled because he does stink and we hit another bomb off and with Schwarber. but i mean really baseball is all the way back i love baseball i i Almost forgot that we have an unbelievable football game tomorrow because the Sox are back tomorrow night already going up against the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, I'm on cloud nine right now, Pat. I love baseball Yeah, again.
0: yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, you're only what? Four losses away from not loving baseball anymore? Not even. Three. I oh, think that's the three. first rounds are five. Yeah. yeah.
3: So three losses away, and, you know, if, if that
0: happens. Oh, also, three wins away from extending baseball season. That's Which, right. you
3: know, I'm kind of torn on. I I don't know if I want the three wins or the three losses at the whoa, moment. Whoa, you're on it's cloud nine. About, Let's stay on dude. cloud nine. Yeah, I know. I'm whoa, excited, whoa, but, whoa. you know. Come Sunday, if that game's on during the Patriots game, sorry, Ted Williams and the Sox, uh, gonna have to go with the Patriots here on this one. And I'm watching the, highlights. I watch the highlights, yeah. Which I know that's gonna piss you know Mitt off because I'm he not watches, in the film room, um, yeah. yeah sure. And I'm watching the highlights, but sorry, baseball, you know gotta take your
0: picks here and I'm picking football yeah it's a shame because it does feel like Ty is an actual fan of playoff baseball it got cut so short I mean short yeah. short, short short I mean that's one night not even fun. it was like the first two innings you knew it was over yeah that's a shame because that was really all you were looking forward to for a while
2: yeah. I mean what are you gonna do we, uh, we were on spaces last night and I, I watched, watched as the game ended I mean it was, it was like oh boom, that's over by the way you watched 45 seconds ahead of me we live near
0: each other have the same cable system how the fuck does that happen what? I have no idea <laughs> I was kind of spoiling it for you. Yeah, we are on the spaces, and Ty's like, oh! and I'm like, waiting. I'm two pitches behind. Jesus. And then Giancarlo Stanton takes one off the top of the wall, and that was what Ty's anger came from there, by the way. Because mm-hmm. we all got a chance to experience him thinking Giancarlo did hit his second home run of the evening, and instead it was his second blast off of the big green monster. Up there. Yeah,
2: and then the absolute fucking buffoon third base coach, Phil Nevin, who's got more guys <laughs> thrown out at home this year than any team in MLB history. Sends fucking Judge home. He gets thrown out by a mile. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was, that was, that worse. was the end of the game. That was
0: worse than the congressional baseball one.
2: Yeah. yeah. Aaron Judge was
0: more at than the Democrat that the was running. Democratic uh-huh. representative was from, ju- from Arizona. That jumped over,
4: that jumped <laughs> over
0: the Republican catcher. That was one that was very far away from the plate. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, pretty far away from the plate. This wasn't even really that close. There was still a lot of time for the catcher to get back there. I mean, that catcher was almost, I mean, in midway between... Certain home. I mean, what the fuck is going on with the Yankees? You guys even play baseball anymore? Ah,
2: bad base so running will fucking kill you, and that's why they got to get all those coaches out of there. These guys are fucking bums. Aaron Boone, you know, hit a Grand Slam. They didn't even win the World Series the year. He hit a walk-off Grand Slam well, against the Red Sox, and everyone's cares? oh, the Yankee legend. Bring him back. Bring him back. The guy fucking stinks at his job. Get him I, I, I. This does. is just an overreaction Wednesday here after the No, no. this is not an overreaction. Yeah, he stinks. Jeez, Orlovsky. Hey,
0: yeah, this does sound like an Orlovsky Oh, right here, what's this Schofsky? all about? What are you? What's this all about? Is contracts up?
2: I mean, we're the Yankees, okay? This isn't the fucking Cincinnati Reds, okay? I mean, the you mayor's can't, coming on. You can't get you can't get into the first round, get beat, and say, hey, you know, we we played good. My guys are savages in the box. The guy's a moron. Get him out of town. <laughs> all right. All right, so
0: I hope Aaron Boone continues to be employed. Me too. For the good of his family, his friends. Oh, everything. he's made a lot of money. Okay, so he'll be okay. He'll, he'll be fine. He'll be in, just man. fine. But it does seem like he got outcoached last night in baseball, and I didn't even know it was possible. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. Anyways, the NFC Baseball Mega Bowl is tonight. <laughs> yes, okay, it is. And yes, it two is. teams that are playing in that is uh, the... Cards, uh, Dodgers. Exactly. And that's on uh, ESPN or Fox? Or I what's think it? this one's
5: on Fox tonight. I was splitting it up. So
0: we got Joe Buck out there. Hey, good luck to the uh, Cards and the Dodgers. Good luck, boys. Play some good ball. You said Cards and Dodgers? Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are two other teams I
5: know in baseball. So yeah.
0: two teams, the only four teams I really know in baseball are all playing in these mega bowls. Yep. Sorry,
5: that's good. baseball. it's on TBS tonight. They have good coverage too. TBS. Who's going to cover that? Ernie, maybe. It might really? be Ernie. Could be in Conan O'Brien. Right? I believe, uh, isn't yeah. Smolty? I think Smolty's on TV. Anybody uh, yeah. but A-Rod and we'll be all right. All right, Gumpy was Joe a little Morgan. bit upset
0: about A-Rod calling the game last night. What's that all about? You didn't like him?
5: You just can't do it. You can't trot out a guy who plays for the Yankees, loves the Yankees for that game. It'd be the same if you had Ortiz. It's ESPN is absurd. Anybody but him. He stinks.
0: All right. That comes from the other yeah. Boston Red Sox fan in the office. And people are going to say, how is he a Miami Dolphins fan and a Boston Red Sox fan? Well, he grew up in north-left Canada, That's right. and he made bad selections as a child.
3: Yeah, Plus, give, you know, give A-Rod a break. He's been living in a prison and eating slop for every meal in Minnesota. Like, you, you know, maybe he wasn't in his he best He looked shape. terrible on TV yesterday,
0: and it wasn't his fault. He was literally in a jail cell. Yes. Yeah. It's all right. He'll come back better than ever, Arod on the commentating and oh, the, yeah. the basketball team. And obviously, Yankees are going to turn it around. But let's talk about something that we have an expert joining us right now to talk about. Oh. Stephon Gilmore news coming out of nowhere this morning that he has been released from the New England Patriots. Going into week five, he was injured, I guess. He was on the physically unable to perform list, which means he wasn't able to play until week six. Here we are going into week five. Get the hell off the team. This is after years and years of contract controversy uh, between Stephon Gilmore and the Patriots. He wants a long-term big deal. Big dog contract, and I think he's deserved and earned that. Uh, but also, I believe the Patriots are never a team that's going to do that, especially to a 31-year-old corner, and that's kind of been understood. It's been a, a stalemate on what's going to happen. Was he going to be traded on draft day? Was he going to be traded on dra- uh, trade deadline days? Or was he inevitably going to be released? He was released today. Joining us now, host of the Man to Man podcast and also everything DB, Fan zone Darius Butler. Yeah. Yo, up, hey, fellas? Hey, D-Buck, great to have you here. Nine-year NFL vet. You uh, were drafted to the New England Patriots. I obviously got a chance to be teammates with you in Indianapolis. Incredibly heady and smart football player, but you also played uh, uh, You played corner. Bud. You played nickel. Bud. You played safety. Bud. You played all over the place. I think there was even some outside linebacker reps that you got in there. I don't know if that's Dime or whatever the yeah. fuck it is, but uh, whenever you think about Stephon Gilmore being released from the New England Patriots, what are your first thoughts? Did we all see this coming? And where do you think he eventually ends up, and can he still play at that elite level?
6: Oh, yeah. We, we, we kind of saw, saw it brewing with the, uh, the contract and the money. And, you know, Belichick, he's going to get rid of you, you know, when he sees fit. And I think J.C. Jackson and the way he's been playing the last couple years made this move a little easier for the Patriots because he's uh, clearly a guy that can be, you know, a top dog at the corner position. You saw him go toe-to-toe with Mike Evans. Uh, but I think uh, Gilmore still got a lot in the tank. You know, last four year we saw him, I think it was the defensive player of the year. Uh, year. He's a man-to-man guy, but I think he's smart enough, especially been in that Patriots um, around building around that scheme. They just, it forces you to learn, you know, the entirety of a defense and football on a different levels. So he can go and play in his own scheme, especially at 31. You know, you saw uh, Xavier Rose. A lot of people wrote him off in Minnesota his last year. He played a lot of man-to-man, went out to the Colts last year, played more of his own scheme and had one of his best years. So I could see that possibly happening with Gilmore. Um, and it's about three teams that I would like to see him land. I don't know how the money will work, but I'm sure they can figure it out. You know, yeah, as it means you said nothing. earlier, salary caps, I mean, it don't matter anymore if you got good guys running the numbers.
0: Uh, so what are the teams, you think, the three teams?
6: I got uh, Ravens. Uh, Ravens, number one, because, uh, you know, they put a lot of stress on their corners. Obviously, losing Peters um, early before the season even started, um, that, that kind of can limit you on, and wink and what he does with that scheme. So the Ravens would be a good match. They could be a contender. Uh, the Chargers, Brandon Staley is, is you know, a defensive uh, genius at this point. Their huh. run defense has kind of sucked up to this point. But adding a guy who can cover like Gilmore actually helps run defense because you can kind of allocate more resources there. Um, they have the money as well. I know they have the money for sure. And then the Bucks, Bucks obviously make the most sense. Uh, lost their top three guys. You got Tom Brady, the ultimate recruiter there. You know it's going to be in and give you a chance to win the Super Bowl and you can move to Florida. So I think those top three teams, you know, Ravens, Chargers, and the bucks I would love to see him land on one of those. And, uh, you know, they're all contenders, but he'll make them even better.
0: Bump and Run Gilmore. Bump and Run more. Bump and Run, run Gilmore. Gilmore. Yes. Instagram. Follow Jason Light and Bruce Arians. So Ooh. he did follow them uh, uh-huh. on Instagram. Maybe it'll go down. In the DMs, this uh, oh, little recruiting process there. Fascinating to me is they have a salary cap guru down there in uh, Tampa Bay that will be able to make it work. It'll be just like a three-year deal with the third-year voidable. Signing bonus uh, is up front. We'll pay you like a million bucks somehow, and we'll pay you 20 next year, and then something will be voidable on the back end so they can cut ties, and, and somehow they'll be able to make it work. Here's bump and run Gilmore oh. following Jason Light and B.A., who I believe are both pretty active. On the Instagram, I saw a picture of uh, both of them with beers upside down in their mouths on the boat oh. uh, parade. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're having a good time down <laughs> yep. there in Tampa. Good time. They're having a good time down there in Tampa. The Chargers is fascinating because you rarely hear about them right making big moves, and that's mm-hmm. that would because Tom Telesco comes from the Bill Polian tree. I know Tom Telesco, and I think the Chargers as a whole are. Uh, I think they build from within. I'm not a. i am not I mean, I might be wrong in thinking this, but I don't really recall that would be a big splash play by the Chargers. But why not with the team that they have right now? Why not try to make them even better and go on a run in an incredibly difficult division over there?
6: Yeah, you got a great team. And like you said, a great division. Um, guys who can throw the ball around Carr, um, even Teddy B down in Denver, and then obviously Patrick Mahomes, you got to see twice a year. You got a quarterback on a rookie deal. Um, and like you said the other you got Asante Samuel jr. who looked like he's going to be a stud still on his rookie deal Darek still on his rookie deal so you should have the money at least early on and to, to make a run man when you got a chance in this league you got to go you got to go all in and get it you see this is what the teams have been doing Tampa Kansas City that's kind of the way that, the way of the world right now in the NFL business spend that money. Go chase a ring, man.
0: And you got to know when you're in your window. I think that's a big gotta deal. Got to know when when to realize that you're in your glory days right now. Hey, you are in your good old days right fucking now go ahead and try to take advantage of that speaking of green bay packers have been in the good old days here for a few years they have roughly eight million dollars in cap space i think they had some people move some things around uh they are not this would not be a normal move i don't think by the green bay packers what do you think about that particular place because the defense obviously is going to have to get better towards the end of the season if they want to really go on a run would he fit in green bay is that a defense he would fit in in
6: I mean, yeah, he would definitely fit there, especially if uh, Alexander can get back healthy and obviously it's some question marks with his uh, health going forward. They just drafted a corner in the first round, uh, still got King there, but he can definitely go in there and fit and play. Uh, I don't know how, how excited he will be. And this is this is something I think about too. Obviously, being a foreign player, you're 31, you're going from, uh, you know, from Boston, you've been there for the last few years. Do you want to go and move out to Green Bay? I mean, if i got Tampa Bay, i got L.A., I mean, those would be some, some destinations that I'm looking for. I think Green Bay would be kind of four or five on that list. But if you're going, I mean, they got a contender, obviously with uh, A. Rod there at uh, quarterback position. But um, I think it's some other destinations that would be more appealing to uh, to Gilly.
0: Do you remember the reaction? To Aaron Rodgers when he said, hey, when people are coming to Green Bay, this isn't like a destination city. They're coming to play football with me and the team that we have. And then people are like, oh, this prima donna. Like some people are calling (laughs) him this whole thing. And then Darius is like, hey, let me lay this out for you real quick. (laughs) You can go to Tampa. You can go to L.A. Or... Green Bay, Wisconsin. How about it? Did what do you Did you see the Ryder Cup? That was fucking electrifying, dude. <laughs> yeah. You get the chance to play on this storied franchise. You get the chance to play in Lambeau. And it is a team that's going to go. That's the biggest sell. Hey, that's if you it. if you join us, we are going to go. Now, I don't know how long this deal is going to work for. I don't know what you're thinking, how you're thinking. But that seems like fun. There's a lot of teams out there. The Titans. I guess the Titans are another team that their fans were tweeting this morning. Get them on the Titans. I think this is going to be, no. it's
6: it's be a <laughs> Oh. Nice they stink. You got to go to a contender, man. He's, he's a guy who wants to I, – I, I don't want to speak for the guy, but number one, he's played in Buffalo, he's played in Boston. Let's get word warm. Titans are warm, but, you know, they stink right now, let's be honest. All
5: right, D. What about Arizona, D., but they lost uh, they lost Butler before the season and retired.
6: Arizona would be sweet as well. You know, obviously a, a, a good team who looked like they're going to be in it down the stretch, great great young quarterback. Um, a defense who's already playing well, got some playmakers in the secondary. We um, Got a rookie starting out there, Marco Wilson, Wilson. So, I mean, you would feel much more comfortable as a defensive coordinator with Joseph putting in uh, Gilmore in that defense. So that's another team that will make a, a, a ton of sense. And once again, another great place to live oh. out there in Arizona. Yeah, Phoenix is awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I was about to say, like, I mean, all right, so now we got Tampa, <laughs> L.A., Phoenix, fifth largest city in America by the way, oh. out there in the middle of the desert. It is it's growing. It's
6: growing fast too.
0: It is beautiful though. I mean, it is a beautiful state. It is oh, yeah. It is unbelievable. It's like you're on vacation over there or Green Bay. Huh? Hey, let's go <laughs> fucking win one, here here we Go huh? boys. Hey, let's go now. We fucking huh? go, boys. Hey, we saw you on Speak for Yourself yesterday. You were fantastic. We appreciate you joining us here on a short amount of notice for uh the Stefan Gillylock conversation.
6: Appreciate you having me, bro.
0: Hey, that was Speak for yourself. That was a whole thing. You were, like, guest hosting there for that
6: thing. Yeah, you know, my guy Acho, you know, Acho hit me and said, jump on the show, man. So I went on there and talked some Cowboys per usual and uh, a little bit of Steelers. (laughs) One of the questions was actually, is Tomlin going to survive? This
0: year, oh, so. we saw. Yeah, yeah, we saw. We oh, saw it. Yeah, yeah, we saw. Yeah, nah, nah, we saw it. started. No, no, we saw it. Ladies <laughs> but, and gentlemen, host of the Man to Man podcast. You've seen him on Speak for Yourself. You've seen him all around the globe. and 9 nine, nine-year nine NFL vet, Darius brother. Hey, brother Thank you. Brother. It. There were some absurd headlines on the bottom of the
5: screen that Darius brother was on yesterday. You, but yeah. that,
0: hey, that's hey, that's sports talk, baby. That's
5: right. Well, we know the guy who's writing those headlines and. Best in the business. Best in yeah. the business. The best. I don't know if that's Brum. Oh, it yeah. is.
3: Look at uh, my
0: head. I
5: uh, <laughs> yeah, was going to say.
0: There was no reason for that. My God. There but was no reason for it. Anyways, TV's that's an inside, porn. inside, inside joke. <laughs> very porn. inside, yeah. inside uh, it's Very inside the office. Jimmy Neutron. That yeah, is a very inside the office joke. Uh. But you know, some of those headlines are absurd. They're crazy. Yeah. Uh, but that's crazy. The Stefan Gilmore conversation there, what was that, like 10 teams we got to? Yeah. I mean, and everybody's going to want him because how good he is. And if yeah. you can get a guy that can lock somebody down or just add to your incredible defense in a fashion that you think maybe this is the missing piece, why wouldn't you go for it? Now, who knows who will want to spend that money? You know, we've seen GMs who potentially do have the bank or the capability and the need. Mm-hmm for a certain positions say, nah, it's not how we do it or whatever. Uh, but there are some teams, I think, who have completely debunked that theory and just said, nah, we'll go, we'll use the transfer portal, actually. Yeah. We will go pay for, uh, we'll go pay guys and get them in here. Oh, that's the NBA. Nah, no, nah, actually, the, these are the rules that everybody's had for a very long time and uh, we actually figured out how to do it. And it turns out we got no state taxes down here either and uh, Tom Brazier quarterback. Mm. Or in Kansas City, hey, we got, we got a you know, it's amazing that Kansas City's been able to do it because much, I don't want to say much similar to Green Bay because mm. I think Kansas City's larger than Green Bay. Oh, much, yeah. much larger. Much larger, I think. Oh, yeah. Much, much, much larger. So I don't want to disrespect the city of Kansas City or Green Bay. But with that weather, okay, and that, I mean, I guess getting to play in the in uh, Arrowhead is uh, experience, right? Sure. Just like it is in Lambeau. It's an awesome thing. But with that weather, being able to keep the incredible talent I mean that's another tribute to Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek, Andrew, the the build that they the, the core that they have there. And I think that's why the Chiefs knew that they had to lock them all down. Hey, it might be hard to attract talent from other places to Kansas City if Tampa Bay and Los Angeles are two destination places that are happening, and the Arizona Cardinals in Phoenix are starting to get into the game, flying private planes to people to go pick them up. This is not normal in the NFL. This is, this is very new that teams are starting to open their pocketbook and start paying and, and figuring out how they can pay more money down the road to invest in right now. It's kind of a change in a lot of things, but whenever you start thinking about the amount of teams that Stephon Gilmore could go to. I mean, he can make a lot of teams better right now. He knows it, too.
2: I, I mean, isn't that like the quote-unquote cap guru? Like, every team has like a cap guru. Isn't that your job, like, to be creative? A lot of stuff is coming out that it's it's basically going to be like a $3 million cap hit to get him this year. So damn near every team could afford him. But with it happening this morning, like, do you think this is the type of situation where do you think he'll, he'll be moved today?
0: I don't know. I think he'll sign in the next couple of days, I'd assume, because... He was put on the pup, which is a six week uh, designation. Right? Does that carry through? No, right? Because his contract's think so. up, so so he would be able to play this weekend, I guess. If he was to be signed by a team, I don't think that'll happen. It'll probably be next week is where, where he'll debut, depending upon. I mean, Richard Sherman visited on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Signed on Thursday. Is he healthy though? Yeah, because the PUP is a designation because they're estimating how long it's going to be. Like, if they think it's going to be three weeks, IR now, because that's how long it is. If they think it's going to be, whatever, they do that. And I think there are people that can come off the PUP earlier yeah, and in the training camp, you can. I he's take. been
3: training, too. He's posted photos of him you know, playing, at least on the field. If, with.
5: Sorry, go ahead. No. No, no go Because if it was a lesser of an injury, you saw some of the teams put him on the initial 53 and then put him on the IR, so it was only three weeks.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'll be excited to see. I'll be excited to see what the ruling is on the PUP because that is something that teams use as a strategy, but Mm -hmm. also it's like a big decision whenever somebody goes on the pup list. It's a conversation, you know, who's on the pup and everything like that. So I don't know. It feels like if he's posting videos of him training and running and moving. And I also like the thought of somebody who's really great at something having to reprove themselves. Mm. I, I think that is a weapon. Now, I also said this about a situation maybe it didn't work out with Cam Newton or whatever up there but I think Uncle COVID came through there a little early maybe derailed a lot of things and then Obviously the roster was much different, but I think somebody having to reprove themselves is always good for performance. I just honestly believe that and especially if you're going to a place where there's a lot of other people that are great right because you want to be and you are in the conversation with these people and you see and learn from other people that are maybe in your sphere and I'm not saying the NFL isn't loaded with incredible talent, but if you go to one of these rosters that is all OG vets that are probably Hall of Fames a couple rings away from Hall of Fames all of them you can learn things you have to reprove yourself to them they're asking you questions and whenever you teach stuff. It's how you learn the best. I mean, it's like, I think this is going to be, because... I guess people have said Stephon Gilmore hasn't played his best football in the last – like I guess people have been saying that. That's been a knock by people maybe that are on the New England Patriots side, but I don't think that's the case at all. No, like, he, I mean he
3: legitimately just won Defensive Player of the Year in 2019. It's not like he's been bad. It, he wasn't bad last year. just one of those situations where, similar to Edelman, I guess Edelman ended up retiring. But we were at the point in the season where we weren't going to make the playoffs. We weren't going to go on a run. Why would he even keep playing?
0: Because he did play through injury for a little bit, and then the quad got – I remember a there point. was the conversations where he, I want to stay here. He yeah. was saying like mm-hmm. publicly the, his either representation or him was leaking. Like I want, I would like to stay I'd like to get a deal done. Even if it's not like the biggest deal, I'd like to get it done. And I, I just assumed behind the scenes that they did make him an offer, but he didn't deem it. This is nowhere near acceptable, and yeah, the, and then well, we're never going to be, be able to come to an agreement. Let's just cut you now, I guess. Is that what Bill Belichick's thinking? Well, so
3: he was comfortable. To your point, he talked about how he was comfortable to finish out this contract with nothing after and go into free agency. But they talked about how they've been trying to get a deal done with Jamie Collins, but they haven't had enough cap room. So I think they just weighed: do we need Jamie Collins more, or do we need a corner more? And obviously, after you know the Bucks basically beat us on the ground game, we needed the help in the middle more than anything.
0: Defensive Player of the Year shit just a couple years ago go he gets cut going into week five the only thing anybody's talking about is him jalen smith's out there like hey i got cut too yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about me well, what about me is anybody talking about that it's because the clips that are coming out of june's not month. good man no. the internet is getting jalen right now yeah uh, there's a lot of low lights mm-hmm. a lot of low lights how uh, many has? yeah i don't know if nobody's on his side or if he just are they highlighting every time he makes the wrong decision into what gap he's supposed to
3: fill Well, the biggest Cowboys fan I know, Mitt, he posted photos from training camp of Ezekiel Elliott absolutely dicing him. So when I see that, I say, oh, okay. There's no way this guy's worth it.
0: Oh, uh, well, Zeke is really good, though. You're talking.
3: About oh no, that. absolutely. But I mean, shit. If he can't, you know, break down and wrap up, give me Jimmy Collins. I don't want, you know, Jalen Smith if that's what's <laughs> no,
0: happening. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about in yeah. general. The only conversation is where Stephon Gilman. I'm not talking about you. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you no,
3: know, I know. I'm just from a fan's Jesus perspective, Christ. not my perspective. What a fan might think going yeah, forward. Obviously not. You're, you're a journalist.
0: Yeah, that's right. You're a baseball <laughs> journalist now too. Hell yeah, I love baseball. The sound of the crack of that bat. Man. How about, the, how about when the big green monster was just eating up Yankee home runs uh, all night last nothing night? Nothing gets me going more, Pat. Nah, oh, that big green monster was hungry. Yer, I, yer, I, yer, yer, I love baseball. AMC Mega Bowl. Those are supposed to be home runs in other parks. Nuh-uh, not in Boston. No, the Boston big green monster said, give me that.
3: You got to get it higher if you want a home run in Boston.
0: Yeah, a little bit higher around here. You know why? Because mm-hmm. I'm still fucking here, dude. Boom. Big green cuz that's right BGM BGM did you guys chant BGM last night when they fucking big green monsters stole two home runs from the New York Yankees in the biggest mega bowl of all time no we don't have to cheer for the monsters because the monster
3: speaks for itself they actually were all cheering Garrett after
0: he gave up his home run right off the bat Garrett Cole was in a bad spot yeah what's that all about is it because of no spider attack
2: I don't know. You know, I mean, when you throw 100 miles an hour, usually you can't just throw right down the middle every time because if you do, like, there are guys on the other team who are getting paid to hit it out of the park as well. And they
0: will time that up. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Because, I mean, I was in a batter's box one time from the wrong side of the plate. Right. You know? That's right. And the guy pitched 92, and literally the first pitch I saw. I, Dead red. I hit it. Yep. Okay, and this is not a joke. I had zero power behind it, okay? So I, I had no clue how to, you know, get the entire body in line to get power on that thing. First pitch I seen though, fucking boom, hit it square. Okay, oh, yeah. pulled a hamstring run in the first. <laughs> they obviously gunned me out. I mean, it was just bad baseball hit. But I would assume, you know, the the good baseball players. 100 miles an hour is probably better because the faster it comes, the further that thing's traveling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're waiting on that thing. Now, a little tiny cuz came in with all the tats for the Yankees at one point. Had a cross uh, tattoo right behind his ear. Loisega? Yeah, Loisega. There it is. Loisega. He threw fucking heat. Wise guy can throw it. 97, 98 or whatever. And it looks like he is. Very violent
2: arm width. Yes. Mm -hmm. It looks
0: like he is trying to rip his shoulder and arm off of his socket there. He will, yeah. It's, and exactly. that's, and that's when Uncle Tommy John will come by. Yeah. Okay, it makes sense. By the way, that's that's not a Tommy John. He has not been Tommy John yet.
2: No, no, he's a young guy, young gun, really good this year. Is that how all these call it?
0: Is this how all these young pitchers throw? It looked like he was trying to break his arm while he was throwing last night. I mean, it was it was insane. And they're like
2: ninety-seven
0: mm-hmm. miles oh, an yeah. hour. It was like holy shit. But I didn't understand how those guys couldn't turn on it because it seemed like that's all he was throwing.
2: I mean, yeah. Now, what's up with these Umps, dude? Are we gonna have that, a consistent fucking That sk- home plate ump was bad both ways last night? Okay. okay. Like very Agreed. bad.
5: As long as you're bad both ways.
0: Yeah. If we're <laughs> all wrong, we're all right. Mm-hmm. That thing they show on below the squarter, the- that little K zone? Yeah. So it just has to hit it? Because there was one know. part it's... where it hit the ball, the front of it, I think. Yeah,
2: the Yankee strikeout. Uh, and it, Clearly a ball, you know, but what are you going to do? But it did hit the K, K-Zone. K-Zone that's right. it's a strike. So yeah, a K-Zone. K-Zone.
0: But it is the K-Zone. Strikes a strike. Well, that's what I was thinking. Why do we even have the human there? And then everybody says, well, playing with the strike zone is actually a part of it. And when instead it actually fucking ruins you there because the K-Zone said that thing was. Yeah, so you did
2: down. touch the K-Zone.
0: Hey! I don't think I fully understand baseball, and maybe that's why I don't like it, but... I, I dabbled into, like, four or five different things last night. Yeah. I watched Chappelle's entire—I think we got to get to a break. I watched <laughs> Chappelle's Unreal. entire entire thing, mm-hmm. The Closer. How was it? He—I mean, Chappelle is a fearless, fearless human being. He left it out there. Yeah, I'm going all the way? does not he care. care. He said two or three times in there, I'm going all the way. He said—and uh, then early in there— that is nowhere near as bad yeah. as where we're going or yeah. whatever. Hold on. I was like, all right, this guy. In Detroit, by the way.
5: Yeah, I heard he buried Detroit.
0: I mean, in a couple of specials. But the uh,
5: <laughs> he
0: did a, He let it eat. I mean, doing your final one in a city is a massive decision, I'd assume. Yes. So the fact he did it in Detroit, I had a lot of respect for. Yeah, that's awesome. And the way that thing ends is a, uh, I think it is a pretty pretty solid ending to his Netflix run, I think. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm a Chappelle fan though, so absolutely. Mm-hmm.
5: I don't know if I'm hard not to be. Well, there are people. I think he, he talks about it. About he actually that. talks about <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. At a bar. Actually,
0: He talks about it, yeah. I mean, it's fascinating, and there's people that hate us, but I watched that and I got back to the game. It was fucking fourth inning. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I watched an entire piece of art basically from you know the go to stand-up comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got back, it's still fourth inning.
5: Oh yeah They took oh. the Monday Night Football approach And delayed it until about 9 o'clock So I
0: went Finished the Sopranos movie What'd you think? I didn't really know much about fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay.
5: Cause okay, I never watched the
0: Sopranos <laughs> but Okay I got Mafia movie yeah. mm-hmm. Nice I got back Sixth inning oh, Yeah, yeah. No, no. What the fuck You guys watched that entire game? Oh yeah You watched Absolutely. a special and <laughs> a movie? I, w- I finished the movie Okay <laughs> Watched <laughs> a special Finished a movie Which I only had like 45 minutes sixth left inning. I think how? What the? You guys. Oh, yeah. Not you. You just I sw- said you never did. watch.
5: Edge I, of my First seat, game of the year. Edge of my seat the whole game.
0: Who gives a fuck? One through nine,
5: baby. Big game of Baldi money on is it. the fucking man.
0: I, I understand you have incredible money on it. You can. That's how you. That's the only way. Nah. That's the only way you can watch that, right? Yeah, exactly. You have to have an uncomfortable amount of money, which you shouldn't ever. But you should have, that's the only way you could be interested in
2: every single pitch of that thing last night. Mm -hmm. Now you have a couple couple fingies of scotch and just enjoy it. Yeah, you
5: have two fingers, you can have fun doing anything, Pat. Well, all right. Stay away from the chalk
0: house. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills. Let's go back a sentence or two okay okay when you when the moment comes you want to be ready
4: Hell that's yeah. true yeah.
0: with roman you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home once you take care of that though you get the roman swipes and guess what Ha! Huh? Last a long
4: time big enough
3: big up.
0: yeah it's yeah. pete alonzo at the all yes. at the home run dirt. boom right. <laughs>
3: dingers downtown
0: bingo Happy National Coaches Day to this man. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who I'm honored to say was one time my head coach, uh, Coach Chuck Pagano. Oh, Oh, look at that backdrop. Oh, Oh, Oh. my God. Are we in the hills out there? McCall,
7: Idaho. That's the uh, Payette Lake out uh, behind me.
0: Uh, Beautiful out here. Yeah, we can't see the lake. We can only see the pine trees, but I want to let you know it is gorgeous. Look at you, old man retired in the woods. (laughs)
7: <laughs> this is uh Tina and I's happy place here. It's unbelievable.
0: Well, our happy place is when you stop by and educate us on stuff going on in the coaching ranks, and I want to ask you how you think the team and the coaches are responding to Nagy, potentially after the game this past weekend, giving himself a nod for laser success with Justin Field, however you can do what you got to do, but now that it's been announced as Justin Fields is the starter, what do you think took so long? Why do you think the holdup was, and what ultimately do you think pushed him over the hump to make that decision? Do you think it was pressure from other people, or do you think nagy just got to that point naturally
7: yeah um you know going back to the presser pat i mean all he had to do is get up there and say hey look bill did a great job fields did a great job defense was outstanding turnovers end of discussion you know tino always taught me less is more (laughs) shut up you talk too (laughs) damn much chuck so less is more just leave it at that and then you know, I think the court of public opinion, I think the fans, um, I'm sure there's people in that organization are saying, hey, this kid's our future. Why are we going to delay this any longer? You know, we know what Andy is. He's great in that road. He can become, you know, the next clipboard Jesus, if you will, and, and be the backup and, you know, let this kid, you know, get these these snaps under his belt instead of waiting, going back and forth, back and forth, you know, so... I don't one way or another I know the locker room uh, and everybody in that in that city and that organization is probably fired up that fields is going to be out there still.
1: Chuck, when you're a head coach of a team like how aware uh, of you like of your team and your the guys that are playing for you are you aware of okay how is this going to come across whatever I say to the media after the game during the week the messaging I'm I'm trying to get across are you paying close attention throughout the season of like where they're at and, hey, are these guys, I'm losing some of them or I'm not, or hey, I feel like I have them. Like, you, are you always something you have to adjust with that?
7: You have to, you know, it, you'd be totally ignorant uh, not to be in tune to all that stuff. And and you got to watch, uh, it, you know, what you're saying, when you're saying, how you're saying it, because those guys are all watching that. You know, as much as you think that they're not, and you say, hey, earmuffs and blinders, all that stuff, they're watching the leader. The head coach is the guy that's out in front of this organization um he's the guy that uh, everybody's leaning on uh for direction and and whether you're winning whether you're losing uh good times bad times you're the guy that's out front so you better be in tune to the locker room you better have a great feel for what's going on uh in that locker room so having some great vets some great leaders like we had in indy i had a a, a ton of uh players a group of guys like pat that they could come down to my office he knew this it was an open door policy to say hey you know we got this this and this going on and and you know, whatever, I mean, we need to, you know, maybe back off of some, I mean, and some guys came to me and, and said, hey, you know, your talk to the team, you know, we got blistered out in Arizona and a couple of guys came and said, your talk to the team was terrible. I go, I appreciate that. I wish you would have stopped me
0: during it. We might
7: have made, <laughs> made this game competitive, you know, so no, you got to be in tune to that, AJ.
0: Uh, coach urban meyer and i know the coaching fraternity is probably a buzz right now with everything going on down in jacksonville because there's only 32 nfl head coaches you know there's only this job is obviously you said last week it's a lonely one but it's also a tough one obviously that's why it is the highest level in the men's league everything that's going on with urban meyer and off the field the viral video stuff i don't Oh, I don't think to myself, you know, I want to hear what Chuck Pagano thinks about what's going on at Urban's Chop House. But I, what I do think about is, what does Chuck Pagano think about a head coach not flying back with his team, right? And A.J. is in Green Bay. We had Lombardi on, Paisan. He's been in uh, Raiders, uh, Cleveland. He's been in New England. He's been around, he said, 25, 30 years. You've been in the game a long time. He, none of us have ever heard of this. And this is something that is very, I think that is call for concern, let alone all the distractions that happened after this. That, your thoughts on that and did that ever cross your mind
7: yeah i was uh blown away i mean first of all i thought when those pictures of video came out I said, okay someone had to photoshop this guy into this deal you know and then when you come out and you say okay this is for real and that this is ex- right after the game and you didn't fly back with i've never heard of that in my entire life 37 years of coaching um i never saw the head coach miss i i I never once um, ever thought about not doing that. Win or, win or lose, whatever the circumstances. Again, I don't know the circumstances surrounding Urban and the family and staying back and, you know, hey, I want to get out of Dodge. I need to clear the head. You know, everybody needs to. You don't get to do that. <laughs> you signed the contract as the head freaking football coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and this guy's, this guy's a great coach. We all know him, what his record is, but you don't get to check out. And it's only the fourth week of the season. Yeah. Hell, where's he going after eight? After uh, you know, eight games, nine games. You know, you don't. You just don't get to do that, Pat and AJ. Uh, you know, that's what you signed up for. And, and you're the face of the franchise. All you got to remember how we always said: protect the name on the back of your jersey and that decal on the side of your helmet. So, uh, like everybody else, you're totally blown away with this. Again, I, I'm not judging anybody. I've never heard of nobody. You know, getting on the plane and flying home. Because, again, your locker room, we talked about locker room earlier. You know, getting those guys back, this will be, like you said, what if he turns this whole thing around and they start winning games, you know, and he comes out and this will go away just like everything else goes away. I mean, there's been history of this, that, and the other go on, and time heals all wounds. But this could be hard to get the guys back. You know, because you're telling, what are the five things, Pat, we always talked about when you guys were getting ready to go on a bye week or after a Thursday game and we had these middle. You remember the five things we always mentioned? Give me,
0: give me the first one alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drugs, yeah.
7: Right? Firearms.
0: Bingo guns, yeah. Bingo guns was there, I believe. Are
7: all
1: things you guys are doing on bye weeks? No, uh, just <laughs> stay away from. Stay away from these things. Stay-
7: We said, these are the five things that could get you sideways, you know, women.
0: Strangers, women, random Nothing
7: good. Nothing good happens after midnight, right? (laughs) How many times have you guys heard that? Nothing good happens after midnight. So a lot of those things were broken there. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, and it's coming from the the head coach. So what could you do, though, if you
1: us say someone's in that situation? What could you do? The owner comes out and puts out a statement saying not only does he have to regain he has to regain our trust and respect, which I thought was was interesting in the statement. Like what could you what can he do? I feel like you got to put everything on the table and just be completely honest, I guess, and and I don't know, just let everybody know like this is this is exactly what happened.
7: Yeah. The less is more deal. He should have walked right in there and forget, okay, you know, I wanted to eat dinner here, you know, my family right across the street. Guys, pictures, yacht, oh no! You just go in and you own that shit, and just tell the guys, "Hey, I effed up big time." This was, a, I mean, a decision that um, you know, total distraction to the team. I mean, I screwed up. I owned it, you know. And you own it, and you say, "Hey, look, I, I don't know how I'm going to get your guys' trust back. I don't know, you know, because I'm telling you guys all these things. Don't do this. Don't do that. Especially with COVID going on and all the other things. Because nobody's talking about that, and then. You're putting yourself in this situation where this possibly could happen. You just got to go in and own it and, and hope that, you know, hey, look, time will heal all wounds. We can win some games and earn these guys' trust back. But, man, I I, I don't even know how I can walk you through that building.
0: That's a great point, by the way, because a player, I don't even think they're allowed to go eat at a restaurant or something like that or away games. They can't even leave the hotel or something like that. And then this video comes out and everybody's like, what a distraction. It's like, Also, what about, I think there's some protocols or something. So they had to have been broken. They were within the distance. That was not a lot. All right.
7: Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if he lands on the COVID nineteen list
0: tomorrow? Oh <laughs> my God! It um, might be a blessing. Yeah, yeah, maybe.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure. Go ahead, Ty. Coach Pagano, I don't know if you saw the situation between Vic Fangio and uh, Harbaugh at the end of the Ravens and Broncos game. Was there ever any points like uh, in your career when, like, something like that happened where you you didn't agree with? The way the other coach handled the end of the game and like were there any guys who like you know fangio said like we expect that kind of bullshit from them
7: yeah yeah I, I i saw it and uh you gotta love you know the rhetoric going back and forth between these these two guys and you know it's your responsibility when you're on the losing end to you know do all that you can to to uh, put your team in the best possible uh, position to win and not you know worry about hey you know the stadium you know i can't believe the stadium we had to delay for this and the <laughs> locker room you know it was like a maze you know bought about you got your butt kicked you know and i had my butt kicked a bunch you know and it's it's you know john harbaugh first and foremost i mean he's got to look out after his players that's that's the first thing and i always had a little cheat sheet and i'd get with the pr people and i'd say okay what records are on the line what streaks are on the line who do we have to protect what do we have you winning the game is the most important you know, but your players—the um, players are the most important thing, and you have to have their backs. And you know everybody on that Baltimore team, and especially that offensive line and, and uh, the streak that they had going. Hey, so what? You know, again, you don't want to lose somebody. You risk injury, things like that. You don't—you don't, you don't want to do that because that all—that's all fine and dandy until someone goes down. So you can see both sides of it. We were playing Jackson ball in Indy, Jacksonville in Indy, Jacksonville and Indy. Excuse me. Um, I forget the year, but we were beating them pretty damn good. And Reggie had this, this streak going. Yeah, you probably remember, you know, he, he caught three, you know, had three receptions for X amount of games, and it was going and going and going. And we come down to the end of the Jacksonville game, and they come up to me and tell me, Reggie's only got one catch. And so I'm like screaming at the offensive coordinator. You guys, I talked to you guys about this stuff. We got it. We why do? We, there's a minute left, and we're supposed to be getting on a knee. And now I got to find a way. We got to find a way to get this kid two more catches. So we throw him two bubble screens, two little bubbles, and he gets cut in half on the first one. I thought we were going to lose him. He was not <laughs> happy. Oh my God! He comes storming off the field. Biked the ball at me. I said, "That's taunting. That's fifteen fucking yards." <laughs> and and I apologize. And so after game, you go across the field and I I shake Gus's hand. Gus Bradley was a coach at the time and a hell of a coach and a great dude. Good. And I'm like, "Coach, I'm sorry. You know this." And I explained the situation. And he goes, "Yeah, I was wondering what the fuck you were doing." <laughs> you know, so. Remember, then we go to Jacksonville and they beat the brakes. Yes, off us yeah the Next year down there, remember? Yes, I did. We had the game. We had the game in control, and some freak game wrecker came off the edge and stripped Matt back of the ball, ran it back for a touchdown. Remember, we should have been up 13-3 at a half. Yeah, and we go change. up. We go in. Yeah, and they beat and they go first. They're up forty points. Hey, they remember? took a punt ran, back.
0: They took a punt back that it, day too.
7: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're supposed to get that guy on the ground, Pat. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that literally.
0: Hey, do what you got hey, to do. Get the guy on the ground. That's always what. Chuck, that's what you do. Just get the guy on the ground,
7: dude. No, you guys watch your highlights. Those that may just get the guy on the ground. You murdered kids. Well, you were vicious.
0: I'm big though, Chuck. You know, I'm big. I think one of my uh, one of my favorite moments was we were. It was another game where we didn't have any points or whatever. And Vinatieri had a scoring streak going on or something like that. And I was standing on the sideline, like up on the paint or whatever, just watching the game. And it was it was close to over or whatever. And you walk over and you literally go like, is this going to fuck up Vinny's? I think you said, is this going to fuck up Vinny's scoring thing? And I was like, "Ah, that's a great fucking question. I don't know. So I, you know, because we could have never expected that Vinny wasn't even going to go out for an extra point or something like that for a game. I forget what it was. And I go, I forget who I asked, maybe Conti or something real quick, because I, like, I was able to go run and ask a question. And it was he never stepped foot on the field. So it didn't, he didn't even play in that game, basically. So it didn't stop the scoring streak. And I think I told you that. And you were like, yeah, thank God. All right. Yeah, because <laughs> oh you, yeah, you, thought, you thought old Vinitario was going to be That is something you cared about a lot. And I think your players appreciated that. But there's obviously a way, I guess, where another coaching staff could get pissed off about it. Go ahead, Connor.
3: Yeah, Chuck, this weekend we get the first installment of the illustrious lunch game uh how do you kind of keep your guys prepared for that and how do you get ready for a game that you got to travel for and all the uh different time changes
7: yeah great question that's a that was really tough because you know as pat can attest to and aj you know we're we're all about routine and we're about structure and monday is monday tuesday's tuesday wednesday's wednesday and and now you get you know, throwing a look at the schedule and say, we're playing such and such in London. And and that is a ball buster, man, on an organization, on a team. I mean, we, it's hard. It is really, really hard. And we went over there in 16, uh, close one, lost to Jacksonville by, by three. Um, I went over there uh, in 19 with the Bears, lost a close one by four to the Raiders. Um, it's really, really difficult. So... What we tried to do is you got to get all your work done. Get a lot of work done, you know, up until Thursday. And then what we did was, um, you know, get the lion's share of the game plan in and then fly over Thursday night and try to convince the players, okay, you have these little goodie bags with the melatonin, with all this stuff to help you sleep, and this is mandatory. You have to sleep all the way over. Yeah, yeah. Okay? You have to sleep all the way over so then when we get to London – all right. It's like 6.30, 7.30 in the morning. We leave Thursday night sometime, right? And then we get there, and then we got to keep you up. And so nobody slept. I was walking through the plane, and not a damn person was asleep. They're playing cards. They're playing, you know, doing, playing talk, all this stuff. And I'm like, get to bed, God damn it, or body clocks. We're going to get our asses kicked. So you try to do that. Keep them up Friday. Give, a, You know, we stay at this nice little place, uh, you know, out – I forget where that was, Pat. That was oh. that was a nice that was a nice luxury, a nice perk. But um, you know, remember it was raining. We had our walkthrough in a ballroom, oh. or, or you know, remember when we had that we used to do that mock game.
0: Oh yeah, the walkthrough. And, in, and we had in, to
7: ins- We had to walk through inside. We had that nice little field. But um, it's a it's a test uh, to an organization and to a team. And in Jacksonville, that was like a home game for them forever. You know, so they had it down, Pat. And you just knew if you were a betting man. Okay, who's Jacksonville playing in London this year? Okay, that one I'm loading up on.
0: Yeah, Jacksonville's probably going to cover no matter what. AJ, did you ever play over there? we i guess just hearing from Chuck there. Me and Chuck are completely defeated in England. Uh, did you play over there? I uh, no, I never played
1: there. I, I was—I was always curious at what it was like, and I've heard different stories. It's usually pretty similar to what you guys have told
0: me. On the way home, you got to go through the actual airport. That's what I learned. <laughs> you know
7: that was—that was a grinder. I, it was a lot easier coming back than going for me from body clock and all that stuff. I don't know how it was for the players, but you remember in 16 to, to make sure because if you play, if you play the later game over there, the league told us that you can't fly out. You have to stay an extra night. Like when I was in Chicago, we had to stay. We got beat by the Raiders and then we had to have a party, which nobody wanted to go oh. to because, I mean, a reception at the hotel and then get up the next morning fly out because they won't let you fly out of there. And so this great idea we had in Indy was like, okay, Pete Ward and I were on the phone with the league, and he said, okay, they'll guarantee us the early game if you won't take the bye the next week. Uh, So I'm like, okay, okay, play the game. We win. We get to fly home, all right? We play Chicago the following week, if you remember this, and and don't take the bye. And that was rolling the dice. I don't know how smart that was, but (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Hey. Just to make sure that we got home you know a day earlier AJ and guys and uh we appreciate we the beat Chicago no I think we beat Chicago that next weekend because I was done then and we <laughs> escorted
0: hey we appreciated the decision though I think everybody was excited to get home after that thing but we weren't allowed to leave because Jacksonville flew first because they won or something like that I forget we were held up in that that dining area or whatever and then obviously the airport situation for me was one that was wild go ahead Diggs. did yeah. you know i was on like you had to have you know i had a bunch of edibles a bunch of them a bunch a bunch of them and i thought you know with dope in them with uh all right easy the way you describe the things that i was eating <laughs> but i didn't know we were going through the actual airport so i had to make those disappear you know if you do recall we're on those buses to the actual airport what is that heath
5: Heathrow, Heathrow. Heathrow. We
0: we're going mm-hmm. to the actual Heathrow. airport there so I had to eat all those edible I was on I was above that plane on the <laughs> way home that <trip. laughs> was a well, wild. I yeah
7: I knew there was something responsible for some of the decisions that you've made but matter of fact I'm I'm all over those edibles now those. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's go! hey, Woo. hey
7: Chuck no, it's so good for my body and yeah. uh you know, agreed. All that kind of stuff that make, helps me sleep.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. My
7: joint pain. Yeah. You I can golf every single day on those things. I love it.
0: Yeah, me too. I love them a little bit too much. You know, and I do. <laughs> if you do recall when those, and you never did a butter of it because you're a head coach. You know, obviously oh you're a head God. coach. You never a part of it. But those days where those annual tests were announced to the team, man, what a fucking celebration when McAfee was said. I, I. Those were some of the happiest days of my life, Coach. Those were some of the best days of my life.
7: How about when Dave would come up? You know, after practice, <laughs> okay, Coach, I got a, um, you know, list of names. Okay, okay, Hammerway, go ahead, Hammer. And so I just start going through the you know, A to Z, right? And guys are just like, not good. Just got their head down, like God, please, 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 don't call my name, please. Don't <laughs> on. And they're like, oh, thank God.
0: And then there's some people, you know, like wait, and Mathis, okay, what's next? <laughs> Mac, fucking right. Okay, all right. I'm free, or I got three more months to wait. What a wild time it is in the NFL. We're talking to Coach Chuck Pagano. Happy National Coaches Day! Yeah, Chuck. Yeah. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for your leadership and Thank guidance. You. Go ahead, on Tone.
5: Yeah, Comp. Um, we watched a couple weeks ago. The what was that? Comp. Is that uh, comp Italian? Power Italian. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. hey, hey, hey.
4: Come <laughs> Coach Diggs
5: loves that, beach. so I just to fit that in on National Coach Day. Shout out, Coach um, Diggs. Last, two weeks ago, uh, Niners left Aaron Rodgers with 37 seconds or whatever like that, and some people in the media were like, oh, they scored scored too quickly, blah, blah, blah. They had to score. How do you deal with it as a coach uh, when you're going up against a great quarterback on scoring, leaving too much time on the clock, stuff like that at the end of the half or uh game? Yeah, sitting there
7: watching it. A- Uh, You know, live, I said just the same thing everybody else said. You can't leave that much time on the clock because he's a bad man. (laughs) (laughs) And as a defensive coach, we're all sitting there. Yeah. Why did you score so goddamn fast? Jesus Christ. And you're on the sideline getting ready to throw up. You know, God, another two-minute drill against this dude. 37 seconds, no timeout. I mean, you try to uh, manage the game and manage the clock. In those situations, you know, all the offensive guys and every half the half the group's gonna say, Yeah, just score. You know, doesn't matter, we gotta score, you know, get the lead on this team and, and everybody else is like burn the time off the clock. Let's use our timeouts. You remember all the situational stuff that we did, Pat. Oh, yeah. You know, we'd we'd have those those deals, especially with timeouts, where we'd go Q B middle, we'd decide, okay, Vinny, where do you want this ball? Based on weather, indoors, outdoors, field, grass turf you know how close it was because he always wanted it the only place he ever wanted in the middle of field was like really extra close points. right yeah extra points like we it, just got from when the it middle. used to be, right but then everything else you say okay where do you want this ball and so we would grandfather it we'd go quarterback middle left quarterback middle right protect it it's like taking a knee and take all that time off get it under five seconds and then trust vinny because you know obviously He's the, the GOAT, the best that ever done it, uh, you know, kicking you know, field goals and PATs, Hall of Famer, first ballot. And, uh, you know, kick that thing and don't leave any time on the clock. And you got to walk off home run rather than give that ball to Aaron Rodgers and that offense because what you saw happen is, is going to happen.
0: And you said one half of the people say score now, you need to touch on the other half, say no, kick the field goal. Ultimately, hindsight's going to be the, the judge right i mean that is how everything is in the nfl if it works you're the smartest of all time if not you're an idiot that's kind of all of those decisions especially when it comes to the situational stuff um i can't thank you enough for joining us coach you're the best dude
7: thanks for having me i love being on with you guys
0: now did we cover everything we wanted to cover i think so i think we covered oh hey who decides who gets introed at most places do you know is that the coach is that front office is that marketing who decides that
7: yeah, so I think it's a collaborative effort. You know, uh, all of the above that you just mentioned, coach, PR department, you know, Avis and Conti. You know, special circumstances, situations surrounding the game. Try to even the thing out. You know, defense one week, offense the next week, and then even special teams my, one week. My God! And do, you, and do you remember? Oh yeah. That situation and what went down?
0: Uh, you 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 asked me if I had ever been introduced before. And, uh, I said, no. And you said, uh, well, you're going to introduce today. And I immediately said, Oh my God, I got to think of something to do. That's awesome or whatever. And I think you regretted the decision immediately. I'm not, I'm sure. Uh, did anything else happen? <laughs> no,
7: that was exactly it. But you know, we write the deals up on the deal. And I said, Hey, you know exactly what you said. And you're like, Holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? You're really going to do special teams. And then he starts running back to his locker and I said, what are you doing? He goes, I got to think of something to do. I got to spruce up my outfit, my, make sure my pants are on right, my jerseys right, my chin strap's okay, all this stuff. And then come up with, uh, you know, having a plan. So, uh, no, We that's awesome. a collaborative effort. And, and we just tried to spread it around and take care of everybody. Because, you know, those four or five seconds, whatever it is, getting to run out of that damn tunnel, whether it's smoke, this, that, or the other, right? Used to love seeing luck come charging oh. out of there full speed, you know, running a 4.640 out of there. <laughs> but that's a special moment for you, right? I mean, that's, that's regardless, a- four or five seconds, it's huge in yeah, a player's life for me.
0: Yeah, and Aaron actually talked about it two weeks ago. Aaron said that moment of running out, like the rush that it gives him, even in year 17, year 18, it's a cool thing because it's the ultimate team sport, but you're getting a chance to hear a little bit of love from the crowd for the individual. It was, I was very thankful for it, as I am for your time every single Wednesday. Happy National Coaches Day. Uh, you absolutely crushed. You're getting better and better, Chuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, we look forward to this a lot. We feel like we learn things every single time. We appreciate you.
7: Appreciate you
0: guys. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach us up. Chuck host, Chuck Pagano. Yeah,
4: yeah, Chuck!
0: Also, some stooge in Columbus, Ohio, joins us for a couple hours a day whenever he can. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. That's you know, right. whenever
0: he's not out. And about Hoity Toity Highfalutin' around at these right. black tie events, which by the way, we have to have some representative at, so we're thankful it is this guy sure. from Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, Ooh. and a man you know who is part of the show is about to have one point five million subscribers on YouTube, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you all, for real. We have no idea why, honestly. And uh, we assume you'll get sick of us at some point, but fuck it, let's keep it going. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. This guy owns
2: I mean, you two always fucking are so good shirts. at intros. Yeah.
0: This guy owns two fucking shirts. Two? Come on. It's unbelievable. Good. Bro. I'm like Obama. I'm just going to wear the same
1: thing every day so I don't have to make those decisions.
0: Okay. <laughs> so that's Steve Jobs, I think. Maybe President Obama. Obama did it too. Okay. And a lot of people do, did I guess, he? because, you know, a lot of people. He had uh, like four suits, four different colors.
1: <laughs> a couple colors he wore. Suits. I mean, one. to
0: be clear, I should not mock anything yeah. uh, that anybody okay. does. because You I, get the,
1: you buy 50 50 D'Elia tank tops at once and then throw them all away after you wear them. I'm the best. I've been what? wearing these tank tops a long this time guy. before
0: your favorite comedian or whatever but I'm just saying it is something that Steve Jobs talked about why he became the turtleneck jeans New Balance guys because it takes a decision, a thought out of his day. I have my costume. I know what I'm wearing and I'm going to move on with it and uh, yeah, I'll just buy 50 tank tops from Amazon and then whenever they're done, it's a little bit of a scramble. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I have other clothes, do I? And then we just Get more and then we wash them and then we're right back in it you try to offend people with your three shirts that you have and that is my biggest issue I think
1: well, I do not offend people by wearing a shirt of one of the, the greatest American guitarists ever to live. Sorry about that. That's the only reason I wear this shirt. And also, it is Wednesday, so I feel like I am obligated to wear this.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. coaches up Chuck Wednesday. Uh, your Chuck is Chuck Berry. My Chuck is Coach Chuck Pagano. It's National Coaches Day. What did Urban Meyer, you think, do to celebrate National Coaches Day? I know he ran a team meeting this morning. Did you hear the way that was being worded? Uh, Urban Meyer addressed his entire team this morning, and this is what he was saying. Oh, so he had a fucking team meeting. Okay, every Wednesday morning that happens, Uh, and they talked about how he owned it and everything like that. Happy National Coaches Day. I think that was the biggest coaching thing he's done in the past uh, few days or whatever, so maybe they are are able to get past this down there in Jacksonville, eh, AJ.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I just got done reading something about uh, when they reporters asked him if he okayed it with Shad Khan to stay back in Ohio, and he said, I talked to Bauke, the GM, a long time in advance. So, yeah, we're, this thing is not going to end anytime soon.
0: Yeah, it's not going to end anytime soon because, obviously, the and if they lose, I mean, oh, Ooh, oh, it's going to go. Uh, Gumpy brought up a great point earlier, a great point earlier, and I don't know if his microphone's on or not, but I will say that at Bubba Gumpino brought this point up earlier because when it came out in the press conference that way in advance – he got that okay by uh, Balky or whatever, okay? Way in advance he got that in the week or whatever. So, couple quick things that tells me. Uh, so, Urban Meyer knew what he was doing was probably not an acceptable thing, right? So he actually had to go to the GM and say, like, hey, is it cool if I do, anytime you have to say, is it cool if I do something, normally there's a thought in your head that you shouldn't, right? And so I'm not 100% sure, maybe Urban is a different human than me, but that is what that told me. And then Gumpy brought up, so if they won, if they, if they win there, he gets his first win, Trevor Lawrence gets his first win, that entire crew, he was going to stay behind, or was it like, hey, if we lose, I'm going to stick around? If they won, I going to say it stay with the grandkids, and Bella. stop by a chop house, of course, <laughs> obviously. Like, is that how that thing was going to go? And that was a great question by Gumpy, I thought. I, I think the more information we find, he, needs, he just needs to be entirely truthful about everything, because then you don't have to remember what's what and how is it going to be taken, you know?
1: Yeah, if you, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything that happened. You just recall what you just tell people exactly what went on. But, okay, let's say they won the game. I mean, great question, Gump. I didn't think of that. Let's say they won the game. Jacksonville's fans are very excited. A horde of them show up to the airport to welcome their, <laughs> their team that just got their first victory, and your head coach isn't there. That would have been a very bad look. You're right.
0: Yeah, and I would assume if they Much win. Much better
1: than what happened, though. Much better than yeah, what yeah. the look we have now.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think if they win and he – I mean that's gonna be a bad look and then he's gonna follow that up. I think if they win, what he'd do be doing. I mean he may be miserable drunks or worse and, and doing crazier yeah, things, but yeah. a celebratory urban back air in Columbus I couldn't even fathom. It but I did like hearing, you know, that it sounds like to his team he was at least like being a human. What, I didn't see that
1: like who did that come from? Did the players speak to the media? How did that come out? No nah, sources,
0: dude. Sources
5: this morning. He had a news Bobby? conference this morning.
0: He had a news conference this morning, but the sources were talking about what he addressed in the team meeting, right? Yeah. I, I don't think the, I, I don't think Urban talked about what he said in the team meeting to the reporters in the press conference. I think it was a source. I think it was Rappaport, actually, that said that uh, he addressed, uh, he embarrassed he, the two things in his life he loves most uh, is his family and football, and he embarrassed both of them or something. Mm-hmm. Like he embarrassed himself with both of them. He, he, like, took ownership in front of the team, allegedly, this morning. Who knows what's real and what isn't? real. Allegedly yesterday you got laughed out of position groups. I mean, this is quite a saga for a head coach in the NFL. A fucking head coach in the NFL. There's only 32 of them. I assume they win a game. Nobody will even ask any more questions about it.
1: May, I don't know if, if one win is going to make this thing uh, slide under the rug, but maybe he was thinking by staying back, he he had done that. I know college coaches do that sometimes to stay back and recruit if they're playing somewhere. Maybe that that wasn't his thought. That was probably always
0: like the uh, excuse. But oh yeah, that was the. What if he's like,
1: hey, I got a f- couple free agent workouts down here. I got some dudes I'm going to work out.
0: Where are we at? We're- Right near my chop house. Oh yeah, hmm. I think I got to recruit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got what a life, dude. What an insane world. What if he just turns around this whole thing and
2: wins? Be hell of a story. I don't think we have get to worry about beat. that. Yeah, no, they might get beat by forty on Sunday. They
0: might get beat by seventy. I mean, it <laughs> sounds like if the team, now the team still, the players still want to make money. Okay, so the players don't want to put shit football on the field, even if. Nobody in there, including some of the coaches, probably have turned to the players' side, if I had to guess. And I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I assume some of the players are like, we don't fucking know either, dude. We've been around the NFL 20 years. We have never seen anything like this before. I wonder if that could potentially be... A bunker mentality. Oh. And uh, this is what Gumpy's calling for. Gumpy's calling for the Jacksonville Jaguars-Urban Meyer revenge game. We have some breaking news, Zito, saying, like, big breaking news. The Panthers traded for Stephon Gilmore, sending a 2023 6th six-round pick to New England. So after it being announced that Stephon Gilmore was released by the Patriots this morning, a quote from Stephon, a quote from Bill Belichick saying that we mutually agreed to part ways, and then now it not being official until 4 p.m. is what everybody said, which still doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how this works. I don't know how this is anywhere near fair to Stefan Gilmore. I don't know if he had to okay this or not okay this, but it being announced that he's getting cut – As a leverage play to get final offers for Stephon Gilmore, I don't listen. He's probably happy. Okay, they'll look back on this as a good thing. But the Carolina Panthers just got an absolute dog, and there are fan bases around the NFL that are mightily pissed. I'd assume that it only took a six-round pick to get Stephon Gilmore today, AJ Hawk.
1: The timing is weird, and the fact that he put the statement out and all of that—it had to be right where they were trying to get like a final offer. Hey, if you really want him, like, and you don't want to have to be bidding with other teams reach out and let's see what you can offer us. Is that what happened?
0: I don't, I don't. And then allegedly his agent was talking to Mike Berard. Mike Berard. No, okay. Mike something. Mike, no, there was Mike Girardi. Greg Badard. Greg, Greg Badard.
1: Yeah, he was in Green Bay. He
0: was a writer in Green Bay. Now he's in
1: New England, right? Uh,
0: according to sure. Greg Bedard, uh Stefan's agent was telling him, that he, he knows how to work his leverage and that uh, there's no trade. Sign with the Packers. That's the latest league thinking after Greg A. Bedard says that this thing isn't over until 4 p.m., which, once again, I don't get. Like, I thought as soon as you cut somebody, you just send a paperwork to the NFL. boom they're cut like i thought that's how this whole thing worked this happened with the raiders i think they announced that they were were, uh cutting or moving on from rodney hudson i think and he went to arizona maybe Mm -hmm. and they said he's they're released it's all things happen and then a couple hours later he was traded to arizona so i don't know if this is a new move we need
1: an agent we need an agent on quick to tell us like just a quick answer how does that work why does it happen
0: yeah because that fucks the player you know
1: yeah, maybe he thought, like, all right, I'm going to have multiple teams. I kind of get to pick and choose maybe where I could go and also get a little bit more money probably.
0: Yeah, not that Steph, by the way, didn't want to go to Carolina. I have no idea if there was an could agreement. Could be a lot
1: worse places. That's a good. That's not a bad spot right now.
0: And I think he's from Carolina as yep. well, so I think it's a homecoming type situation. And I know uh, that's why they were allegedly so high on Deshaun. They wanted to be in the game because they have uh, the richest owner in the NFL at $15.6 billion or something. I think I saw him on a list the other day. And also he's trying to build up that fan base and build up the brand and be great obviously with everything going on off the field for deshaun they backed off of that whole thing i think i'm not 100 sure but bringing steph back to carolina i think is a big move Uh, i just hope that this is where the player wanted to go to that just seems like an interesting way to do business and and it's starting to happen here in those last couple times and I don't know. I honestly.
1: Steph must have thought. Steph had to think he was released, right? To put that out. There's no way. Okay, like, hey, this is what we're going to try to do. His gonna agent going to try to field offers for
0: you. Yeah, his agent's allegedly saying, nah, he's going to go to the Packers or whatever. And that's, if the agent is, if that guy's saying latest league thinking, that guy's saying, and he's also talking to the agent, right? Greg A. Bedard. Now, this is just assuming that Greg A. Bedard has a relationship with Jason. Chayette! Yep. Uh, that's his agent. Continues to be in complete control of the situation. The guy knows how to work his le- leverage. So let's assume that he's talking to the agent, right? The agent's yeah. giving him that is quite a putover of that agent by a media yes. source. And then latest league thinking, no trade signed with Packers, clock ticking. So let's assume maybe the latest league thinking is that. But Jason, try it! Probably had the similar thoughts that he was going to sign with the Packers. Now he's with the Panthers. You know, it's like, who knows?
1: Wouldn't kn- this cause the Panthers to jump out there and say, hey, we don't want to, Like, the Packers wanted them, and the Panthers said, no, we want them. If Can we give can we give up a six-round pick? Cool, yeah, let's do it and try to get them.
0: By the way, fuck a six-round pick. Yeah. Wow.
1: I'm
3: with you. I agree. Bill, with those six-round picks. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: it's, you're right, though. I mean, like, I mean you, can yeah, but you can get it back. You yeah, exactly. can get oh, yeah. a six-round you can trade, pick. You get three back next, next year.
0: You can get a six-round pick back easy for anything. Now, I don't. Once again, we are not GMs probably for a reason. And I don't have what enough reasons, patience yeah. to do fantasy football. That's a lot of time. I don't know how everybody does it. But I'm a big, hey, let's get this Lombardi now. What is a future draft pick going to do for me? I don't know. Somebody run the we, – we use so many numbers, right? Stats have taken field goals out of the game basically now. because, And some people are trying to take the run out of the game because, guess, pass yards are more than rush yards per mm. play. So stats are saying you need to stop running the ball, and then there's an entire thing around that. But I just – man, the thought, the player not being able to go, I just – I am very much hung up on this. Like, yeah. very much hung up on the fact What do you
1: mean? Like, players know, like, you don't – once you sign a contract, like, you don't really have a lot of say in where you go or what happens from there.
0: But then the agent come. – they're a part of the announcement of the leverage to get me to go somewhere else. Like, does he know that? Like, could does,
1: be, It could be an innocent thing, right, where the, the Patriots – just the paperwork wasn't final. Maybe it's a 4 p.m. day, like, when it becomes official, and all of a sudden, like, all right, Steph, Steph, good luck. Have fun. We'll see you. Thank you for your time. And then all of a sudden, they, they're getting some calls that they want to trade for. Them.
0: All right. Well, 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 something happened like this, um, and not at the deadline like this, but with, I'm sorry. You were going to say something? Go ahead. Uh, is
3: it possible that Ch- Chayut, or whatever the agent's name is, like – basically was contacted by Carolina like hey we're gonna pay Stephen or Stefan we're gonna give him
0: his money but then Bill would have to agree to this right so Bill is the one that would have to agree to this as the GM of the team so then you would assume that Stefan and Bill are, are working together and if that's the case good on Bill then right I mean if Bill is taking into consideration only the teams that Steph will go to or whatever good on Bill for doing that I think and and stud player by the way getting only a six-round pick now I know people will say uh, look what happened in the past with certain players. Let's assume that Steph is still a, a baller. If that was in conjunction with, I think that's a good move, and that's good business, that's awesome. But if not, if it is just a last final call for, hey, can we get a final offer here, that's insane. You would assume that somebody would offer more than a six-round pick, though, I guess, right, yeah, for this guy?
3: and we're definitely going to find out very soon because he'll agree to an extension or whatever it is that he actually wants with Carolina within you know, the next week, I'd assume.
0: The thought, though uh, – that they were making space in New England. That's why they had to get rid of Stephon Gilmore. He's a very real one. In another situation where the Patriots traded away a player who allegedly behind the scenes there was conversation about a contract, the middle of the season. Oh, yeah, you're going to Cleveland. And yeah. I'm not talking about this Cleveland. It is not this Cleveland Brown team. It is the Cleveland Brown team that was. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Browns is not the Browns. Okay. The Browns was the Browns for a long time though. And a man got traded out of New England to Cleveland because a contract conversation happened with Bill Belichick. And this is when the Browns are bad and the Patriots are very good. That man, then goes back to New England, then goes to Detroit, is now back with New England officially. Jamie Collins has signed with the New England Patriots. The absolute freak show of an athlete linebacker returns to the New England Patriots for the third time after leaving to go to Cleveland and leaving to go to Detroit. Now he is back with the New England Patriots, an absolute stud. Had to make cap space to get this signing. That's why the Stephon Gilmore news was happening today. That makes a lot more sense. Congrats to Jamie Collins going back to a system that he is very, very, very comfortable in.
1: I think it's awesome. It's great. Like, when Bill is meeting with these guys, whether they're traded or released, like, hey, you know, stay ready. Stay ready. You never know. Like, coaches like to say, hey, you never know. Like, the Patriots, you absolutely don't know. You could be back two, three, four times.
0: It feels like Jamie Collins, um, Bill... You can go get paid somewhere else and you're going to come back here. Yep. Right? That kind of happened a couple mm-hmm. different times. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, you can. Uh, you want to talk about money? All right, we'll send you somewhere they'll pay you. Go ahead. Yeah, ahead. Go get, some, go get, go get some, some
1: guaranteed money for two years and then they'll release you and you can come right
0: back. Come on back. And I think Jamie, the reason why I hold him in such high regard is because at one point in my actual life, I was down on a knee, <laughs> one knee, okay, and I had my left hand down like this and my right hand like this, And I stared at him, and it looked like he was actually jumping through the window of Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. He was so fucking high up in the sky. I've never seen a human jump that high. He cleared her long snapper by, I don't know, four or five feet, it seemed like. (laughs) And that was one of the cleanest blocks of all time. Oh, my God. Uh, So I think anything that guy... Wants to do, he's capable of doing, and uh, Bill Belichick gets a weapon back on the defensive side of
3: the ball. Yeah, it'll be great, too, because it frees up Van Noy to kind of just zero in on just being a pass rusher now, which will be unbelievable for the
0: defense. Yeah, Kyle Van Noy rushing a passer just like old Ninkovich used to back in the day. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Oh, Rob Ninko flying around (laughs) Uh out there. Stephon Gilmore news is huge. Kind of covers up the Jalen Smith news. Did you hear us talk about that earlier? He was. I early, didn't hear you talk about it, but where's he going to go? Uh, we don't know, but there's been no conversation or chatter about it. And I think the reason why is because in NFL circles, they potentially got the same videos that the internet got of Jalen Smith over the last couple years. I think he has, uh, he needs he needs to put out some highlights. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, I tried to tell old, uh, old. What's his name? Joe What was the politician who was just getting buried. Joe yeah, Donnelly. D- yeah. Joe Donnelly. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy yeah. Joe Donnelly.
1: Acapulco Joe. Acapulco Joe. Yeah.
0: The senator or congressman from Indiana. He was getting buried PR-wise in this congressional race or whatever the hell it was. And uh, I was just, you know, I was trying to tell him, like, hey, you need to put out some some positive you need to do something you're getting buried and I'm not in the political world I just live in Indiana I was forced to see this there is only lowlights of Jalen Smith hitting the internet right now Mm -hmm. I I don't know what that's all about and I think it's because the Dallas Cowboys fans maybe are such big fans that they want to defend the Dallas Cowboys for cutting Jalen Smith even though they're going to owe him like I think 16 million dollars over the next two years Uh, it's 16 million dollars in dead cap space 2021 9.8 million 7.2 million dollars of that is cash I don't know what the fuck that means and then in 2022 (laughs) six point eight million or whatever don't know what any of that means i assume that's the money that they owe jalen smith that they won't be able to pay other players on their cap but who knows they cut him in the middle of a contract uh and i think cowboys fans were trying to support the decision publicly and we saw a lot of bad videos a lot of bad plays of jalen smith maybe he hasn't got all the way up to his uh his ceiling yet but he, he's gonna get picked up by somebody i assume right aj i mean there's no oh, conversation absolutely. right
1: now yeah but- he'll get picked up i don't know who who is uh it may be, or if they're going to give him like what kind of deal? Maybe a prove it, prove it deal. Uh, we know he's crazy athletic, he's super fast, but I mean he had a, one of the nastiest what leg slash knee yeah, injuries yeah. coming out of college
0: in his bowl game. I respected the fact that the Cowboys drafted him and said, "Hey, we're not going to have you for a year." It was a high draft pick, too, right? It, a huge, it second second round, round, right? it was a
1: huge story, like a big story.
0: Yeah, but Jerry also never really gets any credit for his drafting or anything like that. Normally, very good drafter. Like the names that they have now, who knows if. The names mean everything, but him making that draft pick was a big deal because he said, We're not going to have this guy for a year. We'll let him rehab, become his best, and then we'll get him in the future. We think he was betting on this dude that he did not know a lot about, by the way. Like, I'm just betting on this guy working his ass off, being able to adapt to the NFL game, being able to do everything. And I think physically he was able to do it. Some of the videos, though, it appears as if maybe the game is moving a little bit too quick right now. And I I don't know if that was the system he was in or if that's just a couple plays that are hitting the Internet. And I haven't watched enough film. But what a freak show athletically. There has to be somewhere to put him on a football field.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. And and he'll find his place. And maybe he's okay with the change of scenery because I think he only played about half the snaps so far this season, too, where I saw. So I'm sure he wants to be in there full time and get a chance. I'm an idiot. Right, okay.
0: we know that. Couldn't? Why didn't they just do what Micah did? Yeah, put him down and just have him rush the passer.
1: He's I mean, big. He's strong. He's. Energetic. Do you think it's that just that easy? All of a sudden, you can just rush the passer and everyone can do it?
0: No, I, I'm not saying that. But has it ever been attempted? I guess maybe that is the question because it feels like he has yeah. what all of the he has high motor, right? He's always he seems he's. Uh, well, I guess you got to be kind of violent. It seems mm. like, but I see these big guy, a couple big hits. I don't know, but why haven't? There has to be some Maybe they have. Field. I'm
1: sure they have. Like I'm sure they've they've worked him down there. But it's to be like his full time gig. What what Micah Parsons is doing playing out. He's not a giant outside backer, but that dude can rush. He's powerful. He's very athletic. He's he's obviously very energetic. I feel like people feed off of his energy for sure.
0: I wonder if uh, he'll stop by the old Gridiron Gang with Robert Mathis. You sure. know, Robert Mathis is teaching game out here yeah. too. Mm-hmm. All like pass rushers every day. He's out there. By the way, I feel like it's.
1: He has a facility there.
0: Uh, there's a facility where the Colts have training camp. He has a. They he uses the same facility. It's an indoor thing, and they have an outdoor field as well. He has this entire setup. It's really sweet. But watching him like go to work with all these pass rushers and these high schoolers and there's college guys and there's NFL guys that come through there. He's like doing this on an everyday type thing. If I don't want to say Micah. Doesn't have great people around him. I assume he already does. But, like, Robert Mathis almost mastered that, you know, I don't want to say undersized, but a little bit smaller, incredibly fast, explosive, violent with his hands. Like, that's the type of steps, right, that you can take. And if Micah evolves in, what if he becomes, like, one of the best pass rushers in the history of the game?
1: I mean, yeah, it's definitely possible, isn't it? You can move him around, too. I, I, the defense is going to have a hard time identifying him. Okay, he's playing DN with his hand down this play. Now he's standing up in what you call the old amoeba, amoeba defense that people feel cool saying. I felt and like, then this next oh, play, oh, he's saying, playing inside backer.
0: That was a shot at me for yesterday when I said it to Aaron?
1: No, I hadn't heard it in a while, but I just remember there's a time on TV where yeah. people love to say it. The Giants. Well, match. I said it yesterday.
0: I love saying it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I, <cool> yeah. <laughs> I actually said it yesterday. I, felt I, like, so I
1: don't know if I've ever used that, I've only heard it used. So, yeah. Thank you for, for refreshing me.
0: Well, that's like whenever people are talking about how he addressed the entire team. I got yeah. A fucking team meeting. Okay. No. All right, all right. He had a team. That meeting. Happens every single day, all season long. <laughs> yeah, he was going to have to do this. This was going to. This was something that does happen and has to happen. I wonder how that whole thing went. And hey, uh,
1: your 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 version of Urban's team meeting was. I mean, yeah, I, I watched the clip. It was beautiful when you would, You're at the board going over to the first slide, and you're just popping in and out through the uh, trying to talk through <laughs> the event. It was really good.
0: Yeah, because you kind of cover it while also moving along. You know, we address this and then you address it, then you still address it, then you move on, then you address it, then you move on, then you put a bow on it, then you're done. And I think that's what he probably did this morning. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe he watched that as game film, by the way. Oh, yeah. Get better.
1: I don't think anyone can execute it like you did. I
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, yeah. It is some of these... uh, I think vitamins potentially put me in the place where I need to be, and that's what I'm talking about. Whenever I read Ram Dass. Oh, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, I can put myself anywhere because you know where I am. I'm right here, dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, what was the be. book this week? Uh, it was a fucking good one, dude. The, the four, four Agreements. Spents. That's right. No, it's actually four marijuana leaves. Four yeah. Is yeah. that dope? Is right. that dope on there, Aaron? I <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was.
1: That's first, the first three questions you have.
0: Well, I got it zoomed in. I mean, all I it saw was like a it. marijuana leaf. That's literally all I saw. And I was like, this yeah. is the greatest book club of all time. <laughs> what are we doing? Is he growing? Am I going to get a recipe? Some seeds? Maybe a greenhouse treatment? What? Is, what a- is that what this book is? And then he zoomed out. He's like, no, actually, it's how you become a much better human. Oh. Okay, okay, same thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So sorry to interrupt, but I just want to ask you one simple question. Are you like me and you feel like you are never excited about wearing a dress shirt? I mean, you seen what I wear on the day-to-day. I hate putting on those Klein shirts. They're always too stiff. I start sweating. They wrinkle easily. So even when you're trying to look your best, they make you look like a schlub with the wrinkles. And there's a new dress shirt company out there that wants to change the way all of that is. That's why you've got to check out Mizzen and Main. Mizzen and Main combines the comfort and flexibility of your favorite athletic wear with the fit and style of a custom dress shirt. Lightweight, breathable, and moisture-wicking, this bad boy will have you looking great and feeling great as well. Plus, their dress shirts are machine washable, so you can skip those trips to the dry cleaner. Think of all the time and money you'll save. Mizzen & Main also makes incredibly comfortable flannels, no-tuck shirts, performance polos, chinos, and so much more all-in-performance fabrics with modern tailoring. With Mizzen & Main, it's never felt better to look your best. And they've got over 30,000 five-star reviews, so you know they make a great product. 30,000 people have put their shirts on and said, listen, this is the greatest thing I've ever experienced. I'm going to go give it five stars. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of effort to say thank you. 30,000 five-star reviews is nothing to sneeze at, and neither is Mizzen and Main. We love Mizzen and Main since we saw Phil Mickelson dancing around, and I'm pumped to work with them and wear their stuff, and I have to wear a dress shirt on certain occasions, and it will only be a Mizzen and Main one because it makes me feel like I'm wearing my tank top. It makes me feel like I'm dressed at the house. It makes me feel comfortable, but makes me look better than ever. Right now, if you go to Mizzenamain.com and use promo code McAfee, you'll receive $35 off any regular price order of $125 or more. That's $35 off when you go to M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com and use promo code McAfee on any order of $125 or more. Mizzenamain.com, promo code McAfee. Um, We appreciate the hell out of them. Back to the show. AJ Hawk, myself, the Toxic Table, and the Hammer Dime Boys uh, is an absolute legend of a human. A man who's in the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. He was an All Star. He's an icon on the MLB Network. Has a podcast called The Mayor's Office that you can download. Where podcasts get downloaded. Don't know how that's still a thing that people have to say. Joining us, absolute icon Sean the Mayor Casey.
4: title look at the title i saw your twitter video old school though bro old school it's like the john cena one he made up they're like hey cena won the belt like yeah let's get that thing that rotates real nice you know what i mean yeah the spinners that was in the the era of the spinners of course
0: uh shout out to latrell spreewell by the way Uh uh but you are a champ dude You are a champion. I can't thank you enough for joining us, especially in the middle of what? This is your biggest time, back-to-back Mega Bowls. Last night, (laughs) AFC Mega Bowl. Tonight, (laughs) NFC Mega Bowl.
4: Only one team survives. This is massive time for baseball, Sean. No, you gotta love it. This is the best time of the year. Postseason's here, and you had the Sox Yankees last night. Obviously, the Red Sox came out huge, and they, you know, kind of came out big right away. Bogarts with the two-run jack. Schwarber comes up with the big hit. Cole couldn't, uh, didn't get much, too many innings. A lot of walks by the Yankees. Red Sox showed up at Fenway. That's a ton of fun. Then you got the Dodgers, Cardinals tonight. Scherzer, Wainwright. Going head to head—it's the best time of the year if you're a baseball fan. For us as analysts, it's the best time of the year. So, I don't know. I hope you guys are enjoying it too. I know AJ is probably enjoying it. You know what I mean? He's—he's he's a baseball fan. Yeah, hey, me too. Hey, me too. I'm big baseball. Oh fans. yeah, you I to, it, AJ.
1: I need Sean to get back in there and play though. I, I enjoyed watching guys like Sean. And Sean, with your personality and you at first base, w- were there ever any guys that came down that they're like, "Hey man, I'm good. I don't need to talk today. Like I don't. We're okay." <laughs> Dude,
4: first first year bro i'm like i'm so excited about being there i'm like i don't know how long i'm gonna be in this league like i gotta get as many autographed balls bats as i can like i was holding guys on initially the first two weeks i'm like hey bro can you send a ball over after the game can you send a bat over real nice they're like who's this jag off you know what i mean so, like, so so ricky henderson we're playing the mets he gets a four-pitch walk comes the first i'm like 23 year old kid you know raw right out of pittsburgh i'm like Oh my god, it's Ricky Henderson. You gotta be kidding me. I'm like, hey man, how you doing? A big fan of yours. Like, you know, you're a great player. And he was like looked at me like, dude, you need to shut up. You gotta shut up right now. Next pitch, bam, he was gone, AJ, 90 feet, stole second, never talked to Ricky Henderson again.
0: Oh, what a moment. What an absolute moment out there. (laughs) Baseball, it feels like, I might be wrong, but I saw the, uh, I think it was the Red Sox in the cart running down the dugout with how long those seasons are and how you guys are around each other. You have to be around each other so much. The culture of the team has to be a massive ordeal,
4: or am I wrong in reading that? Oh, my God, bro. It's 162 games, 180 days. Like, you, you start going stir crazy, like, you start figuring that stuff out early. they like, "Hey, when you homer, let's jump in the laundry cart and just fire you down the dugout because that'll be a fun thing to do for the next ninety-five games." You know, let let's put on, let's put on if we're the Phillies, let's put on three sombreros. That's that's a fun thing too. Let's bring out stuffed animals. Let's just do have a million handshakes for twenty-five guys because it, literally you go insane when you're in that. You know, for you you were with those guys all the time, but you start going insane and you start just creating fun things to do uh you know for that 162. Hey what's what's the relationship
1: like with your manager like I know being around baseball and I've been in a few dugouts like it's so relaxed and laid back compared to football what Pat and I are, are used to in the relationship with coaches there's a lot of like there's a lot of fear involved with players and coaches like co- players are usually worried hey this guy's gonna cut me I gotta do what's right like do you have that with managers in baseball?
4: Oh well, if you play for Jim Leland, you do. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're
2: like,
4: you know, I, I remember. You know, when you, when I was in Detroit with Leland, you're like, you know, a couple guys. You don't think it's a big deal. You get you get with Leland, you're like, oh my god, this is like I'm 34 years old. I feel like my dad's in the dugout. I'm scared to death right now. You know, I had, I had a moment one time with Leland AJ. Like it was late night. It was Sunday night baseball. 11:30 game was about to be banged. Leland comes in. He's like, all right, boys. The rains cleared out. We got to w- the old window. Game starts in 15 minutes. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! So we go out there. We're playing the game. It's like three o'clock in the morning. I'll never forget it. It's like the it goes to extra innings. It's 11th inning. There's seven fans in the crowd. I go down. Cescito uh, Polanco walks. I look down at third base. Gene Lamont's going through the signs. Boom, boom, boom. He puts on the hit and run. I'm like, you can't be putting on the hit and run now. I got a guy on first. I just need a pitch. I'll shoot the hole. First and third. We're gonna win this game. So next pitch comes, bro. I take it. There goes Placido Blanc. I'm like, oh, boy, it was a hit and run. Oh, this isn't good. Boom. He gets hung up. He gets tagged out. Leland comes out of the dugout, almost to the field. He's like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. Yeah. You're, it's a hit and run, you idiot. I'm like, oh, my God. Is this guy serious? <laughs> I'm like, we're trying to – I'm like I, – I, you know, and he's yelling at me. So I'm, I'm scared to death for my job at this point. But, listen, got an 0-2 pitch. Knock nah, Carlos Guillen. Two run homer, we win it on the walk off. Leland grabs me at the dish and goes, "Hey, what were you doing out there? It was a hit and run." I go, "I missed it, Skip. I missed it." He goes, all right, all right, all right, "Screw it, we won the game. It's no big deal." Yeah. Hey, and our
0: boy Sean. Hey, way to bounce back. Hey, by the way, that's Pittsburgh in you. Couple there, cried. Got to get a little bit of movement there. But also, you know, if you didn't hit that. I mean, you're probably getting cut the next day. And that is something you got to know about. And let's talk about these signals because they're insane. Last night, it seemed like there was a lot of elbow in there. And I think I've been explained a couple of times, but I didn't grow up in the baseball community or whatever. Is it a sign? And this is what I think I've been told. Is it like how many times you hit your elbow or your different? Like if you hit your wrist or your hand, how are those things deciphered? And are they all basically the same with
4: different reasoning behind it all? it's like a different language it's literally like a different language i mean you know usually there's a hot sign so the coach will go through he's like okay if i go to my ear it's hot and then you got to stay with it so he'll go through some signs if he goes to his hat it's a hit and run he might go to his shirt it's a steel belt it's a bump but then he can go through it and take it off you know what i mean so like you really got to stay with it like it's a science you're like okay did i just see him is it hot and uh, did he put it on and was I paying attention is this third grade math class where I was sleeping in the back I, you know I'm like you know it gets nerve-wracking so y- the hot there's always a hot sign there's always a takeoff sign the stuff in between you really got to focus out there
0: like did is that why they waved Aaron Judging, you think he got the wrong <laughs> sign like what do you think happened do people get out coaching this game is that is that a real thing is that what you think
4: happened last night you know what? I think that, listen, at the end of the day, playing with that green monster, it messes with guys. When when Stanton hit that ball Hell off the yeah. fence, it kicks off. Hey, BGM! BG BGM! What a night for the big
0: green monster last night. In
4: two <laughs> homers, yeah. dude. Congrats to that monster up there. Big night for the monster. Big night. I mean... That ball kicks off, and Kiki Hernandez makes a great throw. Bogarts makes a great pick. I think Nevin, when you're looking at it from there, Nevin, the third base coach, is like, "Listen, we got to throw. It's a short hop to Bogarts. I'm gonna send him." And it just gets you sometimes. I remember, I remember when I played for Boston at Fenway. I, I hit it one off the monster. I run to second. I think it's a double. It's not a double. I'm out by 25 feet. Now I was one of the slowest guys in big league history, but that's no big deal. That's a side note. I got thrown out by 25 feet. Boom. I hit one to right center one time. The next night, it gets – bounces off the fence. Nick Markakis comes in, bam, hoses me at second. I'm like, this is terrible. The fans in Boston are like, stay at first. You're slow. You don't know what the monster – you don't know what the hell you're doing. I'm like, I'm right. So I come in, put my, put my helmet up. Fellow Pittsburgher, Tito Francona, Terry Francona, he comes up to me. He's like, Case, hey, he's like, I talked to you real quick. I'm like, yeah, what's up, Skip? He's like – You've got thrown out two nights in a row. One from the monster, one right center. Is there any chance you might have polio? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I haven't been to a doctor lately, but there's a chance with what's going on when I'm when I'm thrown out there right now. There's a chance,
0: fellow Pittsburgher. Oh yeah. <laughs> Insert name of Italian and then yeah. tell incredibly harsh joke that is awesome go ahead aj sorry <laughs> middle of the
1: game too right in the middle of the game speaking of, of speedy guys did you play with dion and if not like how impressive is it what he was able to do
4: dude my i played with dion in 2001 one of my favorite teammates of all time i mean you guys know him for football one of the greatest ever prime was unbelievable because you know one of the quietest guys in our clubhouse was, which was you know which was, which was funny. But I tell you what, it was like it was one of those things where, you know, when you watch Dion run, I remember he hit a ball in spring training, left center gap. He, it looked like he was he looked like he was on a cloud just running. And he, he was on third base where any other person or maybe me, I'd be diving into second. Dion was standing on third. Just one of the best, you know, best I've ever seen. And for him to play 10 years in the show and 18 years in the NFL as shutdown corner changed the game, you know, for me, like. It was one of those things too, AJ, where I'm in the same clubhouse with him. I'm looking over him getting dressed going. First off, he's got the ugliest feet I've ever seen in my life. Like, those are bad dogs right there. (laughs) But secondly, I was thinking to myself, this guy's one of the greatest ever. I'm so excited, for, especially football. I'm like, I'm just fired up to be in the same clubhouse as him.
0: Yeah, he's great. I mean, obviously, greatest athlete of all time, conversation. I mean, that conversation will go on forever, but he's in the convo. So anything Dion does, Dion's
4: allowed to do. And there's a couple people. Go ahead. Pat, how about this really quick? Uh, in, in Chicago one time, 2001 with Dion's there, he's on the DL. I come up right before the game to get my batting gloves on, get my batting gloves. I forgot him in the locker. I'm going back out. No one's in the clubhouse. I turned to my right. Dion Sanders, Bo Jackson sitting at Dion's locker talking. I'm like, and I no, no phones back then. So I'm like, where's the, I'm like, I should the not freaking, be here. I should yeah, not I'm be like, here. Yeah, what am I doing here? And where's the where's the Seven Eleven camera you have to buy where I can just you know the portable one? Where, yeah. where are those the throwaways? You know what I mean? That little
0: yeah. uh, the little crank thumb thing. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you're not talking about yourself being a great athlete, obviously. Whenever you're talking about Bo and Dion, but you just made a handoff. I think while telling that story, that was incredible work. I saw you get startled off screen, then I saw you look left, then I saw you follow person I think around, and then you did a handoff, not even missing a beat. In the middle of that story. That was fucking unbelievable, Mayor.
4: I'm a pro. The freaking something's beeping over here. I got somebody over there telling me it's beeping. I'm like, what's beeping? What? Back to my story. You know what I mean? Back to my story. I'm a pro. It's like option, right? You know, misdirection stuff. I did it.
0: Yeah, it was unbelievable. You're like a magician with your words and your hair looks fantastic. (laughs) Wow, Your hair is all the way in right now for the Mega Bowl tonight.
4: Cards, Dodgers. What should we expect out of this game tonight? Well, I'll tell you what, It's good. what I love about Cards Dodgers is it's two heavyweights, it, it's two veterans going at it. You know, it's Wainwright, tons of success, you know, 17-year vet, Scherzer, a lot of success in the big leagues, two vets going at it, know how to calm the emotions, get in it. It's going to be inter- interesting to see how they go head-to-head because the bullpens nowadays will get involved fast. But I just love, I love the fact that uh, the, the Cardinals defense, how hot they are with the bats. The the Dodgers are going to miss Max Muncy. I mean, I think that's one thing right, that so miss when Max, you take that kind of part, you take that bat out of the, the lineup. You take, uh, you know, he's one swing one swing away from changing the game. He gets on base, so it'll be interested to see what happens with Muncy being out of the lineup. But it's going to be a great game, man. And you know, this is why you love this time of year in baseball. And and Dodgers-Cardinals, you know, let's get it on.
0: Mega Max has got lightning in his wood, dude. That's right. Everybody say it. <laughs> Go ahead, Ty. <Tyler. laughs>
2: Mr. Mayor, the Yankees have never brought back a manager if he hasn't made it to the World Series within his first five years. Um, I don't know if you played with him or Brett Boone, his brother, or anything. Aaron Boone stinks. Uh, are the Yankees <laughs> going to shit-can him and potentially Brian Cashman as well? Uh, what's going on here? How do you think that's going to play out?
4: You know what? No, they're not. I mean, I think, I, God I don't know. Damn I damn th- it!
2: Well, I mean, I mean Booney,
4: you know, I, I listen, you there's so many times during the year you All watch right. the bullpen like Aaron, Aaron Boone's not blown up, a, you know, a, a big lead in the seventh, eighth and ninth inning. I just I know Booney. Well, he's a great friend of mine. I just feel like his demeanor is right for, for New York. I feel like. The New York Yankees need to get more athletic. You watch the Rays. You watch the Red Sox. You watch these guys. They're athletic. They're strong up the middle. You know what I mean? Glaber Torres didn't play that well this year. You got Brett Gardner, man, in center field. You know, they have the big boppers. Listen, they can put runs on the board quickly. But at the end of the day, I think the Yankees need to get more athletic. Aaron Boone's going to be back. Hey, is
0: big big
4: bopper a – is that a, a
0: common phrase in the baseball lexicon?
4: I don't know. I, I think, yeah, big bopper. I don't know. Is that maybe that's a Pittsburgh thing? I don't know what big bopper oh, is. I, know oh, I, yeah. I, know I,
0: <laughs> I mean, there's big bopping down there seven, yeah. but oh, big yeah. time.
4: Well, I don't think I've ever. I love
0: big bopper because <laughs> I mean, those big boppers last night weren't big enough for that big old bopper, the uh-uh. big green monster. Hell yeah. I mean, I can't wait for tonight. Hopefully, there's a lot of action. I bet on the over last night. It did not hit. It was eight and a half. It's close. Say. Yeah, it was close, Ada, thanks to
2: you guys, not yeah, to the no, Yankees. Yeah. Which, by the
0: way, did you hear the anger in him whenever you said they're not going to
4: fire Aaron Boone? He was actually pissed.
2: Time to go. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's how Yankee fans obviously feel, is that like if you don't win the World Series, everyone needs to go every year, right? It's like, So I get it. I, New York, that's the way it goes, but I don't think Boone is the problem. I think Boone is actually the right guy. Oh, baby I agree. On He's on a hot seat there. Go ahead, Tom.
5: <laughs> Mayor, you talked about Wainwright and Scherzer being vets. Uh, both of them have recently have had tough starts. Does that matter at all tonight, or is it just reset their vets? They're going to be fine going into this game tonight.
4: That's a great question because Scherzer's given up 10 runs, I think, You're in like his Dixon. last 10 innings, something like that. So. You know what I think? I think once you're in the dance, it, the, the, the the adrenaline is such, so different here. The atmosphere is so different, and so I, I just feel like these guys, their game. I don't think it matters how they finish. I think tonight you're going to see a, a pretty good pitching uh, matchup. I think these guys will deliver. Guy Connor. Yeah, Mayor. Have you
3: ever been involved in a bre- benches clearing brawl or rush the mound
4: for any reason? Oh my God, man! Well, one of the, one of the um. You got the Boston shirt on, so Hell honestly yeah. probably one of the one of the biggest one of the biggest brawls, and I'm sure you remember this in 2008 when uh, Coco Crisp with James Shields went toe to toe. I was I was right in the middle of that one. It was like, um, you know, it was it was one of those things. You know, first pitch was behind Coco Chris. And I remember getting to the top step. I go, all right, fellas, here we go. It's it's freaking William Wallace time. (laughs) Everyone top step because it's happening, you know what I mean? So here we go. Next pitch, boom. He drills Coco. Coco comes out. Now Shields meets him, right? And I remember running out. It was one of the fastest I ever run. I ran like this. For some reason, my arms went like this when I ran, but I was flying this time. Like I was like figure skating, you know what I mean? So I come out there, speed skating, speed skating out there. Boom. James Shields throws one of the greatest haymakers ever, right? Coco Crisp, Matrix, boom, back. He goes back. Bam, bam, bam. Coco hits him with a three shot. I come flying in, go after James Shields, and if you look at the replay, Johnny Gomes is unloading on on Coco. I I totally missed that happening. That's why I was really trying to protect him. like, hey, let Johnny Gomes unload on you real quick. I got to go get James Shields. So I go to get James Shields, and I pull back like this. Well, DeMarlo Hale, our third base coach, had him in a, had him in a um, suplex city. He freaking grabbed, he grabbed- a, German uh, suplex? He grabbed a shield, with, t- pulled him back, boom, and dropped him. So I, I was like this, and next thing you know, I had no one to hit, so I just turned it into a Macho Man Randy Savage elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I end up landing on the mound. I'm like, ah, my God, I think I hurt myself. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So there's pandemonium, right? Everything happens. Next thing you know, I'm ejected from the game. Then I get a three-game suspension. I'm like, what's what's my – so I go to Bob Watson with Peely suspension. I go, Bob, what's the suspension about? He goes, hey, bro, you go like this. It's three games. I go, even if you drop a Mandy Randy Macho Man Savage elbow on nobody on the mound, it's a three-game suspension. He goes, yeah, so – that was my one big brawl and it was it was scary but it was fun too
0: yeah it sounds like you were really going for it which I think that's all we can appreciate and respect out of that thing AJ has one final question for you he mentioned it earlier
1: well I'm, I'm curious were you ever like intrigued or you felt like hey man I may need to juice myself up if I want to keep up like you were in a time maybe towards the end of that era but like did you see it happening and did you ever like I would imagine if you're trying to make it in the league and obviously you were a great player but some people yeah. would probably be like, hey, I need to do this to
4: stay in this league. Well, I remember one year '99, hit 25 bombs, and they're like, and like there was like 12 guys that hit 50, and I'm like, 25 was like top 10 about 10 years ago. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but like, we got 12 dudes hitting 50, right? So, I didn't to tell you the truth, AJ. Like, it's funny, I didn't do it, and I think the guys that were doing it were kind of all in the know, and I think you know, so so. I never thought about doing it. I know at the end of my career uh, w- one of my coaches, you know, said to me he's like, "Hey, you ever think of doing some HGH, maybe come back next year, hit us about 25 30 bombs?" I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, I'm 12 years in. Like, I am running, I running this course. I got to get in the cold tub to just get going. HGH going to help me like put five more years in my career, but I think there's a lot of guys I played with in that steroid era that look back and say, "You know what? At the end of the day, it wasn't a fair playing field and guys would have had longer careers maybe had they done it. I really never planned on doing it, but, you know, it, it, it worked out all right for me.
0: Yeah, I'd say. And uh, it seems like it's working out still to this day because the long-term effects are obviously the thing. And I feel like I, and I'm not obviously in the baseball world at all, and that is 100% on me. I should be more invested, but I feel like, When A-Rod told his story after it came out that he was on it and he was like he felt he was like 22 years old or 20 years old and everybody around him was doing this. He had all these pressures. He felt almost obligated to do it. You're saying like, no, it wasn't like that. Like the people that were doing it were kind of in their own world. It wasn't something that was openly talked about it because it feels like and my impression of it is that was just something that
4: was very normal. Like, hey, this is what baseball is. This is how it's going. It was not like that. It was not. I swear, I swear it wasn't. And you can ask a lot of Holy guys. It shit. wasn't. I remember one day coming into spring training. You know, you're in the off season. You get the personal trainer. I'm lifting. I'm doing everything I can seven days a week. I'm hitting the freaking cardio. I'm bench pressing. You know, I'm military. Pro- I'm, oh, I, yeah. I'm a monster. I come in. I put on three pounds of muscle. I come in and one of my one of my teammates, like 30 pounds of muscle. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I was like, what were you doing this offseason? that I wasn't doing it. He's like, I got a personal trainer. I was doing this, doing that. So I was like, so did I. I did everything. <laughs> I go, you're, t- you're telling me in four months you got 30 pounds of muscle? You're on the gas, bro. You're on the gas. There's no way that's 30 pounds of muscle. So, you know, and I, the one time I saw it was probably in the middle of my career. One of my teammates had a violent HGH, and he was like, guys, if you want to start throwing 94, 95 with a nasty slider, this is the way to do it. Right? And I was like, what is that? He's like, eight so, like, I didn't even know what it was. So, like I said, that was the first time I ever saw it. And, and a lot of guys, if you weren't doing you didn't know who was doing it. That's fascinating. But he did announce that it was,
0: I mean, I'm kind of conflicted there. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs>
4: uh, the mayor's
0: uh, the mayor's office, the podcast, who are you talking to? How are you talking to? Is it you telling stories? Because if that's enough for me to go check it out for sure.
4: Dude, it's it's awesome. I started the podcast because I love storytelling like you do, bro. Love listening to your stories, same way. You know, I had Leland on for like an, uh, two shows ago, and I was sitting there doing the, doing the podcast thinking to myself, this is unbelievable to hear Jim Leland's wisdom for an hour and 40 minutes of what he brings to the table. A few weeks ago, we had Johnny Bench on, which I know, AJ, you probably appreciate that. A lot of guys, you know, just a lot of great guys. Ryan Dempster was just on. We got Dimitri Young this week. Um, it's just been awesome, man. The podcast has been a ton of fun, and, and uh, you know, I appreciate you 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 plugging that because it's just, like I said, it gives me a chance for good storytelling and to hear some of the guys that I love playing with or some of the best in the game to do some storytelling. It's just a fun time. Man. No,
0: Sean, I, I can't wait to listen to it. You were always electrifying for us. We appreciate you. Enjoy the Mega Bowl tonight and the playoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to the mayor's <laughs> office, his new podcast, Sean Casey. Yeah. 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 Can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day-to-day. If you enjoy this show, please be a friend. Tell a friend. If not, just act like it never fucking Happened Shout out to Chuck Pagano Sean Casey, Darius Butler The boys, all of you Thank you all so, so much We'll be back tomorrow with a risk-free Same-game parlay, Thursday Night Football Thursday show Hashtag in the pod squad Let us know where you're at, what you're doing You could win some merch, Tie. Please play some independent music and propel these people Into a beautiful Wednesday night We'll see you tomorrow